Steven, you gotta give me control. It's the only way. You're not gonna die. Let me save us. Welcome back to A Stark Contrast, where we discuss the differences and similarities from Marvel Comics to their MCU counterparts. And we are your hosts, Jeffrey. And I. Hello, hello, and welcome back, everybody. Welcome back, Jeff. I know. It's been a while <laughs> since we've yeah. recorded in, in person. Good grief. Yeah. Yeah. I was just saying off mic, it feels like it's been a, a whole month. Yeah. Um, because we, if you hadn't listened to our previous two episodes, we kind of pulled a double duty. Ah, uh, no. Back to back recording due to schedule um, conflicts. So, because <laughs> we're so busy, <laughs> we're so such busy, busy travelers. Busy. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, I've been in two countries. I've been okay, on a well, few yeah. planes. Di has been traveling. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but you, have, you sir, have been quite busy as Things well. Things are picking up. Yeah. Life, you know, gets in the way. Life finds a way. It does. um but yeah i mean welcome to the show uh like jeff said we're we're a stark contrast and uh yeah just kind of did you want to talk about anything before we get into our usual run of show because i mean in a month like like, uh, in a few weeks like honestly there's been a lot of marvel stuff that's come up and i think you have a fresher on mind than i do but things are things are you know picking up you know there was a there was a gap (laughs) Uh, after um, No Way Home released, mm-hmm. um, we just saw Morbius. We just saw, that's right. Yes, we just saw Morbius. Which, of course, we'll talk about more in our upcoming episode. It's true. Yes. Yeah. We will promo that at the end of this episode. Yeah. Um, Multiverse of Madness has stepped their promo up what? leading up to, you know, the release on May 6th, I believe. Which, by the way, tickets will be on sale by yeah, the time the this day episode we're reco- the day we're, Yeah, yeah. yeah. <sighs> so get your tickets. Go watch it. Like I said, those. That's gonna be an insane movie. Oh, also another thing is. Oh, do we know TRT for that? By the way. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I thought you. I thought you saw it on Twitter no, at some point. I haven't seen um, it. Two hours and six minutes. That's from what I've seen. Interesting. A lot of people said that on Twitter. Yes, a lot of people said that. I almost expected two and a half. You're not wrong, I, and you're not wrong to think that. Interesting. Maybe Sam Raimi was like, I, "I'm telling my story in two hours. <laughs> yeah. In two hours." Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll take it. I'll take I mean, it. yeah. If it, if it, if it, like I said, I'll yeah. say I'll say this: if a story tells what it's supposed to mm-hmm. in its allotted time, mm-hmm. or it, it's it's told what it's supposed to tell, and it, it doesn't feel too short, it doesn't feel too long. Yeah. It's fine. It's done its justice. I mean, of course, everybody always wants more. They want to see more interactions or, yeah. you know, more of a certain character. But it's like... You know what? I'll say this. If we trusted in Raimi once before, we can trust him again. Exactly. End of Come story. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, I'm, I'm good. Okay, great. And then, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to just ride around the corner. And then riding the coattails of Multiverse of Madness... Um, I uh, Odai and I were talking and I saw a picture on Twitter... Of certain ears that were going to Minnie Mouse oh, ears yeah. <laughs> that are going to be made available at oh, Disney World, Disneyland. My gosh! The yeah. minute Jeff showed me <laughs> these 
Minnie Mouse ears that are going to be available at the Disneyland parks. I was like, immediately opened the Disneyland app and I have a magic key. I'm one of those people. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to go to the park tomorrow See if to it's get available. these. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm, I'm a dumb dumb that didn't like look it up first. Cause I was so confident that they were out. It was going to be there. Yeah. Cause there yeah. was a pig that there's a pig that was um, going through Twitter and everything. It was like a picture of these ears at the park. And they're Scarlet Witch. Yeah. Mickey Mouse ears. And so they're red. They're crimson, scarlet colored. It's the, it's the new crown. And it's yeah. the new crown that Wanda wears, um, designed by Andy Park. Yes. And uh, I, I walked in with a purpose. I was like, I'm going to get these ears for me and Jeff <laughs> so that we can wear them while yes. we're watching something. Yeah. the multiverse of madness. Uh-huh. And then, you know, womp womp, they were actually put out by, by accident. Of course. A full month ahead of their shelf Is it really an accident, time. though? I don't think it's an accident at all. I think that was planned, it's like, like many it's like, things. It's like the Deadpool leak. <laughs> yeah, you know? exactly. Like, the uh, wink, wink. Yeah. The wink, wink. Oh, gosh. Like, I don't know who released it, yeah. but it was 70% not me. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so, the, so the ears were pulled from the shelves the same day, quote unquote, mysteriously out a, a literal month a to month the or, day yeah. ahead. And I was like, yeah got it so, somebody somebody just accidentally thought it was april and not not march yeah, so hopefully we can snag or at least die can because yeah. she can go to disney when i'm gonna snag those um and then on top of that another <laughs> another um collectible thing i made an impulse buy <laughs> i don't know why i saw it on i don't know if it was twitter and <laughs> gamestop was releasing they were doing pre-orders for a collectible oh of gosh. wanda's tiara love it from from wandavision obviously yep. her new suit so I'm part of GameStop um, email subscriber list for for some odd reason still because <laughs> I buy I don't I because I for sure buy video games at the store still yeah um, and I saw it they're like oh like a collectible of um Wanda's tiara yeah. and I was just like I had to like go to like an Instagram page to make sure I was like it's legit I didn't the GameStop even know that, yeah. yeah I didn't know either. I just saw it and I was just like. And it's different oh. from the one that they released like last year. I think so. Yes, it's wow. like a collectible. Yeah, and I was just like, I gotta have it. And I was just like, Do I want? <laughs> I opened it, added it to cart, really <laughs> contemplated, and I was like, Do I want it? Yeah. Looked at my bank account. <laughs> went back to the page. Mm. It was just like it was. It was like oh, only this this amount made. Yeah. A dude. And I said, F- it. <laughs> 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 Buying that. <laughs> Buying it. That is like <laughs> that is like the ultimate associate. Like uh, that that's the initiation it, into yeah. like true geekdom. Oh man, is that you you're you're dealt this awesome limited edition? Yeah, that's they get you. Li- it's the whole limited edition. It's when it says only a thousand made or only a thousand a, whatever. Yeah. Or, oh yeah. yeah, that's how they get you. Uh, that's how they get you, bastards. Welcome, welcome aboard, my friend. <laughs> and it's Wanda it's too. And it's just like it doesn't help that. <laughs> Wanda's new suit is it's like just so good. It's amazing. Yeah. Done by Andy, Andy Park. Park. Yeah. Do we want to segue from that <laughs> to Dai's we eventful could. weekend? Yeah, I guess we could. So I'm coming down from not only an international trip, but then um, the weekend after, uh, you know, WonderCon happened here in Anaheim, and so um, I was I was assisting the lovely Tula Lotte, who is an incredible artist. If you don't know her, please look her up. Oh my God! Yeah. Um, it was a fantastic weekend for us, but you know, we had some quite a few visitors at the table. One of which happened to be Mr. Andy Park. Legend. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I and I recognized him because I'm a nerd, and I just talked to him very vibrantly, like Andy, hey, 
what's up? And, and he wasn't actually there as a guest. He was there as a, as just a, a visiting. you know, a visiting. He yeah. was just going as a con goer and, and he was with his family and it was really nice to kind of chat with him on a more professional level. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and so I don't like, I would love to pitch him to be on the show one day, but we'll see. I mean, yeah. <laughs> the dream, one of the dreams, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it was great. It was great to run into him. And of course I wanted to be like, tell me about the movie, but you know, he couldn't do that. <laughs> what do you know? Tell us everything. What can you legally tell us Deadpool <laughs> <laughs> um yes it was really great um I'm super super tired I'll probably be able to sleep next Monday <laughs> it's my plan so when you know life gets in the way you gotta plan your sleep <laughs> you gotta plan your sleep because it's not happening right now yeah oh my gosh and yeah and I'm about to leave for another show in Philly this weekend Nice. And then Jeff's gonna do Look Coachella. At you. I'm going to and Coachella then, in like two weeks. Yeah. Oh my lord. I know. It's yeah. The the year is picking up. Yeah. And yeah. then of course, right in between all of that, we gotta be like, must buy Doctor Strange tickets. So yeah. that's next on our <laughs> <Yeah>. agenda. <laughs> but oh my gosh, yeah. I mean, is that is that about it? That's all I missed for, for the weekend or the last two weeks, huh? Pretty much, yeah. You know, right. you know, Marvis came out. Yeah. Madness is starting to pick up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the Thor Love and Thunder um, Promo press tour, tour yeah, the is press about tour. to start. Right. So that means we'll probably get a teaser trailer any week now. I'm I'm thinking perhaps it might be in front of Doctor Strange, um, but mm, I don't know. No, That's yeah. A tough I mean, call, we still right? have. Because cause the tickets released later tonight, yeah. so that means we have a month until the Thor 11th, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, until the release of multi of Doctor Strange 2. Mm-hmm. So I think Thor 11th Thunder will get yeah. squeezed in, Oof. you know, you know, in between Moon Knight promo. And Moon Knight, and, yeah. speaking of Moon Knight. Which is a great segue. <laughs> For into today's to, episode. In today's character study. <laughs> yeah. Um, first up. We kind of have some new question mark, question mark, Patreon patron news. Okay. So a big friend to uh, the friend of the pod, Peter Melnick, who has been supporting as the podcast and he's changed into his civilian fake, not made up name. So now he is supporting us by name. Thank you, Peter Melnick. Yes. I know how Thank important, th- how important it is for you to be on the Moon Knight episode. So if you want a true Mooney. <laughs> it is, it is Peter Melnick. Let nice. me tell you right now. Love that. Um, and in new listener news, I do have two new countries for you. This two is, more? This is crazy. Yeah, we're just like, you know, we're logging in, seeing, oh, God, is anybody listening? And people are listening. And so, grazie to our new friends in Italy. Oh. And a bye danke to our new friends in South Africa. Whoa. Yeah. First of all, you're killing these greetings. <laughs> And their tongue. Yeah, no, dude. I gotta put the I gotta put the phonetic like spelling out there, and then I'm in my head. I'm like, bye, donkey. Don't mess up the pronunciation. <laughs> I gotta do it. Yeah. But yeah, thank you to Italy and South Africa. That's, That's awesome. Incredible yeah. news. So thank you for listening. Don't forget to also hit the subscribe button, please, and review if you can. That'd be awesome. But yes, so today we're talking about Moon Knight. Oof. I know, and and Jeffrey, yeah, and Jeffrey and I were just saying before the show, like, it pains us because we're literally hours away from the second episode. I know. 
<laughs> and unfortunately, yeah. we can't record because we've got so much stuff going on. And it so, also comes out at midnight. And it comes out at midnight, and you know, and and as as much as we would love to be the kind of fans that like have those immediate reaction yeah, yeah, yeah. things, it's yeah. it's just tough. And and maybe it's tough one on day, gut. yeah. But we don't know when. <laughs> I know. I don't exactly. know for what series or what episode or what show <laughs> yeah, or right? movie, but live it, it'll 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 happen. Yeah, live watch. Oh, I'd love to do a live watch with you. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, but you should hear us during movies. We're pretty we're pretty good about it. But yeah. like especially after, which was like. With yeah. Morbius, for instance, we'll stand outside of the theater for like a good thirty a good amount of time hour. to kind yeah. of really just, delve into our thoughts. Yeah, for to sure. just decompress. And yeah. I'm like, I swear, next time I'm gonna record us because I was okay. like, oh, I should have recorded all the Morbius <laughs> stuff we talked about. What if we bring our podcast equipment into? <laughs> <laughs> Sitting there. All right. So we just saw the movie. All right, it's okay. I saw it right now. What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we would pull like a Mark Ruffalo. Oh, yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> and basically have it on during the film. Oh, gosh. So, yeah, um, today's character is a very interesting one because, you know, as I, as I might have mentioned in a couple of episodes leading up to this one, it's a character that both Jeffrey and I are, are not too familiar with, like, whatsoever in the capacity of both comics and film. Yeah. And that is none other than Moon Knight, who you might be familiar with given the new streaming series on disney plus starring oscar isaac oscar isaac the one and only ethan hawk and oscar isaac and oscar isaac because we have to repeat his name twice <laughs> and oscar isaac yes <laughs> <laughs> and if, if you didn't get that you'll understand shortly yeah um so first things first created by doug munch and don perlin um this character's first appearance was in werewolf by night number 32 August 1975. And so this is one of those instances where the character has made this appearance in a book that is not his own. And Jeffrey, uh. I'm going to show you this artwork because it's just so great. It's that it's that very classic look of, you know, like when the, the style, you know, the stylization and like the colors. And so that's his very first appearance right there. That so I've, I pulled it up digitally. Super cool. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, and so uh, Don Perlin did the pencils on this one. Um, the highest graded on eBay at the moment, at least when I wrote my notes, was a 9.8, which is pretty Whoa. solid. So that That's went, like literally yeah, near mint, that, right? That went from near probably factory or package straight into the brick, the, the, the plastic casing. Yeah. So um, the person who's selling their copy is boasting that there's only 19 of those. Of so that first issue. Of that first issue at 9.8, at that grade, at that everything. 19. Yeah. Oh. Do you want to give an approximation of how much that issue might cost? <laughs> I want to say it's going to be worth even more at, at the conclusion of the end of this series. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Because I, undersh I undershot the the green go <laughs> the, the green goblin, goblin ones so hard. <laughs> so I'm, like, scared now. But it is Moon Knight. Right. There's not... Is this the first on-screen? Yes. Like live action. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's why it's such so, yeah, a kind so of a low-key big gonna, deal. It's, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna shoot yeah. up then for sure. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Oh, nine, but also nine point eight is high, dude. That is yeah impact. It's just if, it's if it was so nine point two, nine point three, whatever. Okay, yes. yeah. But nine point eight. It's literally point two yeah, away from, from a perfect yeah. grade. Oh god. Hot off the press. Can I deduce can I say <laughs> can I say five figures? 
Yeah. What's five figures? Six figures. Oh! <laughs> oh! Six figures. But again, disclaimer, it is eBay. So they can they can run the they bit can up. run it up quite a bit, but in review of what I was looking at, yeah, it seems fairly legitimate. One eighty-five, lower. Huh. Okay. Mm. I'm, just, I'm just glad I was in the ballpark. <laughs> you're in the ballpark. <laughs> I would have been like one eighty-five, yeah. and you were like, no, seven hundred. Like, whoa, <laughs> holy! <laughs> no, you're you're in the right you're in the well, right lane. Let's go. Let's do one twenty-five. Bruh. So close. Uh, One, 120. Uh, $120,000 for a 9.8. Near mint. Near mint of. First appearance issue. And yeah, and that's the thing that I think people often misconstrue um, when buying comics, just in general, is that you think, oh, well, it's not Moon Knight number one, so it must not be as important as. It as this him oh being in, first appearance right first so first appearance versus first, first issue. issue are very different okay sides of the, the what's the more gradient. important first appearance first appearance first okay. appearance always so the you know and funny enough with this the highest non-graded version would be three thousand seven hundred fifty dollars wow that's still which is still a chunk of change but it ain't 120 yeah <laughs> just ain't can i make a prediction 000. on maybe what it will go up to after the yeah, end of this do series. Yeah, do it. Do it. I think it can go to... Because it's already going up. Really? Oh, yeah. I checked yesterday and I was like, oh, my word. So it's up from 120. Oh, sorry. Pardon me. Correction on myself. Moon Knight number one was already going up. Okay. Moon, I'm talking about Moon Knight number one for yeah. sure. Yeah. So it's already going up from 120. Mm-hmm. No. Were- werewolf by night. Oh. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I'm correcting myself here. <laughs> correction on a correction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Like, so werewolf... Werewolf by Night, number 32, which is his first appearance, is worth $120,000. Okay, so first appearance. Presumably. First appearance. Okay, yeah. Right. I and think so that goes up. I'll max cap it at, yeah. I think, quarter mil. Woo. I know. I mean, I, I, yeah, depending on how great that series ends up being. And, I, and also, I think it's like, going to be the in demand of it amazing. already. Oh, after after we wrap stoked. this episode yeah we're going home and staying up for it <laughs> i know i hope i wish I, I mean maybe i can do it i don't know we'll see <laughs> um I, I tried last time and i was at like 11 45 and then i just passed out and i was like ah uh, i'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm an insomniac like, so yeah I, I wait i can't wait i want to do it so <laughs> bad Ugh. so speaking uh about werewolf by night i wanted to segue a bit because it is not you know the 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 title it's not his own book yeah um and so funny thing about werewolf by night as you can tell by the cover um alone you know it's it's kind of like diving into this oh werewolf by night you know and it's like really dramatic in its own way but um this title was published under marvel's um predecessor atlas comics which we've talked about a few times yes Yeah. yeah and so um and it originally, the, the story and the character itself originally debuted in Marvel Tales in July of 1953. So this was all before the formation of the Comics Code Authority, which is that that handy dandy little thing that you'll see at the corner, the top left corner of the comic sometimes. Yep. It's not on this one, but like, um, yeah, it's just basically when the rules started to get a little more uh, lax and not as severe as what you could show in a comic book. Mm-hmm. And so it, it wasn't until, despite the, the release of this book in 1953, it wasn't until the 70s that, that the rules were relaxed enough that they would allow a book to have werewolves in it. Like full uh, on, okay. yeah. So it was that that's very strange era of like 
You're not allowed to show that artistic depiction of a werewolf in a comic book. I, I, I do <laughs> vaguely remember that werewolves are like a very like yeah crazy like a, thing to depict. Interesting, wow, yeah, right? Super. Yeah, so it took them 20 years to even be able to, to do that. And so um, <laughs> werewolf, who's, uh, f- his civilian name, if you can believe it, is Jack Russell. <laughs> funny that's very funny i wish you guys could see jeff's that's face very when he funny. Says <laughs> <laughs> he's jack russell his name is jack oh, russell gosh like a puppy i know um, that's hilarious he turns into a werewolf um his solo book finally debuted in september of 1972 which eventually led to this issue with moon knight in it nice um so is this is this in general and the show well probably more so the show is that your first exposure to the character? Hundred percent. Yeah. So the not recent even episode where I finally said, "Yep, this is the first time." That's wild. <laughs> so what was your first? Take me back to your first impression of like, okay, you heard, okay, well, Disney Plus is doing a show. Like, what well, were your I think, thoughts? Yeah. So what was it? The uh, whatever whatever con- Disney convention, Disney Plus convention, it was or D twenty three. Two hundred three. One yeah. day when 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 Feige. Over, uh, announced like the panel of different shows coming to Disney, Disney Plus, oh, yeah. and then people were like Moon Knight, and I was yeah. like, oh, like, cause, and then when that announcement happened, I remember Moon Knight was trending. So then that's what I love about Twitter. Like there, there's definitely obviously there's obviously there's, there's parts that are you know some are toxic or whatever, but there's parts where it's super educational. Was so, this the one when it was fully digital? Yes. So it's 2020. Maybe. 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 Be. Yeah, because I remember that there was one of them where we were texting each other furiously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like it was, it was just, it was just like a slate of title cards, right? And that was it. Yeah. And I was like, wait, is that real? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because the Photoshop is crazy. And these so days. yeah, I remember Moon Knight trending, and yeah. then people started posting like different splash panels mm. and comic panels, mm-hmm. um, you know, from from the comics, his comics, yeah. and saying like, oh, Moon Knight's like hilarious. Da da da. He has like almost like a humor, like Deadpool kind of, you know, like and like. So I was excited for th- I was excited for that and see see the kind of like vernacular and and yeah. verbiage like Moon Knight mm-hmm. um, was so mm-hmm. um, I guess well and, and and also his costumes yeah freaking tight yeah <laughs> and then seeing it brought to life in a on live action is like wild insane yeah like that reveal at the end of the first episode I was like yeah, yeah this is <laughs> yeah, it like exactly. this is and I think Marvel D- Disney Plus shows mm-hmm. they haven't missed with these comic accurate live action suits which is crazy because i mean we'll get into this when we talk aesthetics but you know like for me knowing moon knight from like what little cartoon appearances i had seen and also the combination of these classic books and just kind of knowing him by name and by visual to see something like a full-on white suit like changed into live action Mm -hmm. and the way that they've treated it I think is a very smart move, but yeah, again, we'll go, we'll yeah, go we into will. it later, but, but yeah, I don't think for me, yeah. I, I like, uh, like I mentioned, I'm not too, f- I'm not like overly familiar with him that I could recite things like a could Spider-Man, like sure. not even okay. close, but he was always around enough. And like with the trading cards, you know, that we're going to look at, um, I was just, so, I was familiar enough to know his basics that he was a mercenary. He's quite lunatic. He's quite like, yeah um street level crime doesn't doesn't pull punches type of character anti-hero you know would you say I'm, mm, no no a hero, yeah, I'd say a hero. <laughs> or how yeah, he's depicted in the just, comics or whatever yeah and just but just not your typical sort because like he doesn't do the things that 
a normal hero would do. Yeah, like he does. He, like he's not like he doesn't have like that the Batman code or a right. Captain America code yeah, type of thing. Certainly not Captain America, yeah. right? Like he's <laughs> he's like almost anti Captain America, and it's and we'll talk more about this character shortly. But so I have two trading cards. I did think I thought I had more, but I have two. So f- both from 1992, um, Marvel superheroes and the Marvel masterpieces, and so. Here's that one, and then I'm going to read you um, the one by Joe Jusco. So, dead a full minute at the foot of the statue of the Egyptian moon god Khonshu, mm-hmm. soldier of fortune Mark Spector was resurrected to serve as the god's disciple. Upon returning to the States, he adopted the guy's moon knight and has used his personal fortune and weaponry expertise to wage an unrelenting war on crime ever since. A secret need charts the moral course he now follows. Through his actions, Spectre hopes to find redemption for the bloody misdeeds of his past and absolution for his soul. See? Interesting. That's what I mean by unconventional. He okay. is he is you know, a hero. But he's, he's a mercenary. He's also a mercenary. <laughs> so he's like, I will kill for 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 money. But also like to kill bad guys not yeah. good guys but it again we'll talk about this as we go along yeah, like but I said, i'm super excited to see like the full development yeah. of the character because after watching that first episode all i see is like you know what we see as yeah. you know spoilers if you haven't seen the first episode but i mean yeah that's, that too by yeah, the way yeah. <laughs> um it's just because like it seems like, like that moon knight is like this second persona right right so and obviously deals with, you know, with DID, dis- dissociative identity disorder and mm-hmm, everything. Mm-hmm. So it's like, like, it's like, it's like, it's almost like a Hulk kind of situation. Like, when does he take over? Like, right. is Mark taking over Steven? And then wh- how does Steven come into play? Right. And Steven doesn't even know what's going on. Right. You know, because it's just Mark and Moon Knight. Right. And then you're like, you know, then the, then the end of that episode, you're like, okay, there's some coagulation going on <laughs> yeah uh, and then so it's like yeah like is it like a hulk situation does he only come out like during dire situations yeah, like, like stress yeah yeah and so we'll get into a bit of that um like i mean like you just said he's he's kind of one of those characters that has this duality to him um not unlike you know even green goblin and norman osborne for yeah. instance you know that it's kind of like this reemergence of a persona that comes up um at least in the MCU, we've seen that he, he, you know, Mark, who is at the, he's recessed. He's in the back of Steven's mind, um, seems to come up and emerge when Steven needs help with something or he's in danger with, with, with uh, you know, like the people coming after him, yeah. pursuing him for all the, all these other reasons. But um, it's worth noting that, you know, with this episode, we're probably going to start with MCU as far as the, the contrasts go because... This is the very first time that people are being exposed to this character and and, and on a such a grand scale at yeah. the same time, which yep. isn't something you can really say because you think about all the heroes that they've already brought to the MCU. Uh-huh. A lot of them are very familiar just by pop culture. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So that's another thing I was going to bring up. This yeah. is the first um, like Disney Plus series original, mm-hmm. as in like the yeah. first character we're seeing yeah. ever that wasn't yeah. in a movie before. Or because right. uh, even with even with like Hawkeye, for instance, like sure we're bringing in kate bishop that's a fresh new face yeah but we know who hawkeye is and so same with falcon and winter soldier yeah same with wanda wandavision and loki Loki. yep you know it's this is a brand new no one like even to like the general public (laughs) you know that even though you don't read comics or you just know marvel studios like this is 
super new. Yeah, he's a lesser known unless you're a comic book fan. Um, and so, you know, Marvel themselves, they describe the hero as struggling with mul- multiple, dis- uh, sorry, multiple personalities and moral inclinations. Mark Spector fights on against all odds as he, as the cloaked Avenger, Moon Knight. And so, you know, Avenger, like, huh? yeah, exactly. <laughs> so like they, like the card says, and like how you'll hear very often in this episode, he is very much a mercenary. And yep. so, um, I feel like up to this point, many people, um, who are familiar with either or comics or film are kind of used to the mercenary being either the Punisher or Deadpool. Like that's the closest that they've got. Sure. And now we get Moon Knight. Yep. Um, and so like, like Jeffrey mentioned, portrayed by Oscar Isaac in the series that just dropped this year and we're on episode two, um, created by Jeremy Slater. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's interesting to have been introduced to that character the way it was in that show, because as the cards say, as the comics will say, they always talk about Mark Spector first. It's always uh, about okay. Mark Spector. Stephen Grant, to see Stephen Grant be kind of at the forefront of this show and you're really getting to know Stephen Grant from his day-to-day, him chaining himself up, him going to work, him talking to his mom on the, on the phone, yeah. is very inter- in- interesting because, yeah, you know, when you read the books and you read the first appearances and the solo titles, it's always about Mark. It's always Mark's personality. Got it. So... Um, you know, we've yet to see anything from Mark's actual backstory Not in, yet, in yeah. the f- the show, at least, you know, per the first episode. For sure. It's all um, from Steven's point of view. Uh, exactly. Yeah. And so that's so interesting. But, you know, like the card states, um, Mark was once a mercenary and, and while on the job, they were intending to rob the tomb of um, Pharaoh Seth II. Okay along the Egyptian Sudan border and then things went sideways as they always this do. This is also this is also another super interesting like <laughs> yeah. part of the of the show. It's it's using the Egyptian exactly. kind of history and love that. Egyptian so history. So it's like yeah. something new, you know? Exactly. Something completely apart from New York. We're away from New York. Or even like Thor <laughs> and, and yeah. Norse mythology. Yeah, like exactly. It's super new. Yeah. Completely new territory. And so um so Mark was essentially left for dead and he fell before the statue of the the moon god Khonshu or Khonsu. Ah. And so um, he drew, you know, like if you read the issue, he's, he's on his last breath. He like passes out and um, the, the person that's with him there, you know, like is trying to revive him and he just wakes up <sighs> and there's this cloak upon the statue. Yeah. He takes off the cloak, he puts it on and he's immediately Moon Knight. It's, it's really interesting. Yeah, it's like wow. he's almost possessed by not only whatever's the entity within the statue, but also by the garb itself, which he then carries on to what we see now, which is this adorned white thing yeah. <laughs> that looks like a crescent moon when he jumps off of it the building. so sick it's, in live action. It's pretty Holy sick, yeah. Crap. And so I wanted to read a few listener comments that we received um, regarding the first episode, um, which is always fun to to hear. (laughs) So from speaking of Patreon patron Peter Melnick, I'll try saying that four times fast. (laughs) Um, He says, and again, he's a huge Mooney. So respect. Right. Haven't been this jazzed in a while. Excited to see where they go with this take on the character and his world, which I completely agree with. And he would know better than anybody. Yeah. Um, and Patreon Patreon Nats says, 
not first of all this is hilarious because she's not the first person that has said this to to us on social media uh-huh. but she says 911 yes i hello i'd like to report a crime against british british accents please <laughs> 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 because apparently oscar isaac's stephen grant accent is horrific look i i i <laughs> when the trailer first came out i think my my initial question was like Oh, he's speaking in like a in a in a very deep British accent. I'm like, right. okay, how come? Well, why why didn't they maybe look into yeah. casting an English actor if they're gonna have you know? And I think this is maybe before I knew what who Moon Knight was and having two different personalities. Yeah. And so, so I was I was like, okay. So then I watched the first episode, and then we get to the end. Yeah. Where he has a conversation with Mark with in Mark. the mirror, and I was like, okay, I see why they cast it. I I. I, I I see why they casted yeah. Oscar Isaac now. And I said to Jeff in text, I was like, I was like, Oscar Isaac is a capital A actor. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's, yeah. you yeah. see the Cause, reason cause, why, right? Because the switch between Steven and and Mark in that, in that, in that one and a half minute scene, I think right. two minute scene, right. where there he's like, he's like, he's like, He's like, Steven, you have to let me take control. And he's like, this is a nightmare. Oh, I'm going to die. Oh, my, this is not real. This is very real. That's and you're really like, good. oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> he is having a conversation with himself. Yes, exactly. And it's like, I, and I, I believe that there's two different people in this in this room. Right, exactly. And and that's the thing. I just read uh, some quotes from Oscar today, in fact, where, he, you know, it's, it's really the portrayal of DID that they're trying to get across because in books and in, in comics, and you'll see it even in these older issues, it's, it's very much like a humorous trope where it's almost made fun of, or it's mm. not handled. It's like, oh, he's Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Like it's uh. not, it's, it's, it's for play and it's not taken seriously like a mental disorder that it is. Yeah. And, you know, and Oscar made point that he wanted to bring light to it and, and yeah. show not only that, sure, that Stephen or Mark suffers from this disorder, but also throughout the series, we'll see how, how this character emerges from that and becomes better and, yeah. and deals with it. Even at the end, uh, in the end credits, there is a, a mental health hotline that pops up yeah. at the end of the yeah. credits. So that's really cool. Yeah. Um, I guess my next thing would be like, so, uh, so I'm sorry, not Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> so Mark mm-hmm. and Khan Shu, Khan Su. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> they're aware of Stephen Grant. Correct. And they're aware that, you know, it's going to flip-flop between, you know, whatever, the whatever personalities. But Steven's not aware that Mark is a different personality. Right. I hope they get into that. I can't wait to see because it's like, he's just, Steven is just so unaware. He's just trying to live his life. Yeah. And then he's like, I murdered Mm -hmm. five people. Yeah. And I still have the scarab in my hand. Yeah. He's like, ah. Yeah, (laughs) that's right. (laughs) Yeah. And it's, it's really interesting in that. Even, you know, and, and it's it's kind of, and I've said this to everyone who with an earshot, but like it reminds me a lot of Memento, the old film Memento, mm-hmm. as well as now that I'm thinking about it now, Fight Club, because you see the narrator, Edward Norton's character, go through his daily life, but he even he is unaware of when Tyler Durden is taking over, right? Yeah, yeah. And that even the people in his life are like, hey, Mark. And Steven's like, what? what, what and so people, why you call me ma? Right. And <laughs> it's so good, Jeff. <laughs> and so they're having, he's having this very parallel 
you know, scenario with the narrator from Fight Club in that he's existing beyond himself and not even realizing it. Yeah. So people in his life are like like Layla, like that we'll talk about her a little bit later, but like people are calling this man and seeing this man out in the streets they're making dates with him and he has no, no idea. idea. <laughs> and so um but yeah, you know, uh Nats went went on to say that she loved it. She she can't wait for the next set. Um, she wasn't expecting humor and she liked the twist. Can't really wait for the story to kick in. Yeah. Um, patron, patron Robin says, once again, I am living for Wednesdays. Lost, lots to process from episode one. Absolutely wanted to see more. Woo. Um, and then Ariel Tina on Instagram didn't know what to expect. And at the end, I was just like, oh, that episode went by so fast. And then Captain Cheese. <laughs> My guy. He put, he put an Im- a peanuts emoji. So I'm assuming that meant nuts. LOL. Nuts. Okay. Probably. See, he said nuts. LOL. Nuts. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Caesar. Um, so yeah, it, it's, it's, it, it was all over the place, but in the right way. At least for me, right? Like, you're just like, holy. And of course, you're left wanting to know, like, show it all already. Yeah. Show it all. And Hot then, take? One of the better reveals Yeah. Of, of a Marvel show? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'll say. Like that. This is now, this is my uh, my film nerd co- coming <laughs> on. You're allowed. Where he's, he let, like, Steven lets Mark take over. Mm-hmm. We get to the shot of the hallway. Whew. It's like slowly slowly dollying in yeah you see the werewolf like is it a werewolf or egyptian dog something like that yeah something i was gonna bring up quick side werewolf. tangent quick side tangent yeah this car that you showed us yes or no of the first of the first the appearance yeah it looks like it kind of looks like that's him, why yeah? i was like mm, ah, yeah yeah mm. interesting so maybe so so, <laughs> <laughs> so so we yeah we see the the werewolf whatever it is the dog, big dog, fighting big, for his life, yeah, yeah, its yeah. life. And you're like, oh, yeah, this is crazy. That's wild, Okay, right? this is going... And it, and it seems so brutal. Like, you get the... Visceral. feel that the was my visceral. First, that was my first... Yeah. I was like, this is a visceral... Because like, already the scene itself, like the the hallway and the bathroom, whatever, is like With, with wall-to-wall mirrors. And the, and, the oh, lights are flickering. Yeah. So it's already spooky, You, you see the, the Egyptian kind of like hieroglyphics yeah. coming up. Or you're like, oh, this is crazy. Yeah. And then you see the back of... Moon Knight, yeah. he turns around and you just get you see his eyes and you're yeah. just the full garb and you're like, Ooh. oh, they showed him, showed him. <laughs> yeah, and, and like, I I wasn't sure if we would get payoff in the first episode. Yeah, to be perfect, it was a great set. I was telling yeah. Dye this too. I was like, it was a great payoff and a yeah. great setup because throughout the show, the first episode, mm-hmm. you never saw like Marks slash Moon Knight's full ability. You just yeah. saw that whenever he's about to lose it, yeah. it's a quick split second. It's like he's, it's like Steven's about to get jumped mm-hmm. and then boom, five people are dead Yeah, in a frame. And you're yeah. like, what yeah. happened? <laughs> yeah. And then you're like, well, here's a question for you. Uh-huh. Do you think that they'll go back and show us? I want to say, do we get to see Mark kicking all that ass? For those specific two yeah, scenarios for those, in for that those first scenarios. episode, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to say yes, yeah, but I'm not mad if they don't. Yeah, same. Yeah, same. I would yeah. love to see it, but I think yeah. that with five more episodes in the can, they have so much time to show new His stuff. True ability. Why go backwards? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. So, um, very quickly, speaking of Oscar Isaac, mm-hmm. can we? Can we just go back in time to another time where mm-hmm. he played another Egyptian god? 
<laughs> did you see X-Men Apocalypse? <laughs> um, it's been a while. Oh, but you saw it. I don't know, actually. I mean, probably when it was playing on TV and, you yeah. know, like, it's, I just, I was like, it's on TNT or something and I just jump back, flip yeah. back. And if it's playing, it's playing. If not, yeah. it's not. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I did see that graphic on Twitter where he's played three different Marvel, is it? Like, is characters? It I don't know if who's it's... Who's the third? Or is it co- three comic book characters? So who's the other oh, one? Oh, he's... He's Spider-Man. Um, oh yeah, 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 twenty ninety nine. Yeah, yeah Spider Verse. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah so that's kind of wild to think about. But yeah, he, you know, speaking of Steven's voice, his his voice as Apocalypse was also unexpected for me um, because I was so used to the voice that you hear in the X Men nineties cartoon, which is very like, oh, the X Men, but like gravitas. huge, yeah, yeah, super duper gravitas, and and so to hear when I first heard Oscar Isaac's Apocalypse voice, it's very tiny it's the uh, same as steven is just not english and he's like oh the mutants uh, oh, okay, and it's okay, very okay. quiet whispery yeah. and he d- when he grows which is something that apocalypse does he, he he scales yeah and so when he scales he does have the deeper voice but it was just a very interesting take on that character mm. and so i personally am very glad to know that he has been redeemed <laughs> in the proper marvel universe yeah where now he's actually taking on this character that is also just so beloved on the side, but also so new to so many people. Do you know the story about like how he got like how he like like was he pitched the idea of Moon Knight? No, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not, uh, yeah, not, I'm sure. not sure either. But yeah, I would love to know because yeah. um, I think that would be. I I almost wouldn't doubt that he stumbled upon the character somehow, and then or a director maybe or the director, it to him. yeah, especially with this particular crew because it's very much people of the story, yeah. you know, and and which is always fantastic to see, and so the representation is 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 really f- um, flourishing with with this show, yeah, and so yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it went either way, and and he is EP on the show as well, is he not? I'm pretty sure he is. I believe so. I think he is. I think, I think he's so. executive producer. So that's another thing. It's just like, wow, you know, they're really getting into it. Yeah. Um, so let's talk personalities. Yes. This is, this is where it's going to get yeah, a yeah, little, yeah. little hairy. So this character exhibits familiar nuances to, to like I said, the Green Goblin, um, and that he has symptoms or he does suffer from DID, a.k.a. Disassociative Identity Disorder, constantly tangling with the multiple personalities. So for Mark, um, these characteristics are often attributed to the moon god. So these are all a byproduct of Khonshu or Khonsu. Yep. And so speaking of Khonsu, um, who's proper Egyptian name is Khonsu. Um, the Egyptian god of the moon, his name means traveler. Okay. And this may relate to the perceived nightly travel of the moon across the sky. So I had a lot of fun doing the Egyptian side of this because nice. I loved Egyptian history as a kid. Like when, <laughs> when, my, when my family would go to like Vegas, I was like, can we go to Luxor? Because Luxor is <laughs> the, <laughs> the pyramid. Yes. yes. <laughs> Constant. I was yeah. obsessed with it. Well, I don't honestly don't blame you. Yeah. Oh my gosh. One of the cooler looking it's so hotels cool. in, on it the was, strip, but I it's like it. not the best yeah. hotel. But whatever. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> um, but I loved just being in like. Yeah. Oh, so cool. Of course. So anyway. I love the Mummy ride at Universal Studios. <laughs> That's my jam. That kind of I will say that kind of gets it gets me queasy. It didn't used to. 
but uh, now it is. That's and my I was jam. Like, I, don't know. I love that. Did I, did I ever tell you that we have a picture, like Sisyphus crew? Uh-huh. All of us are on that ride. We oh have a picture. Gosh. It's funny. I got to show you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, and uh, and so yeah, so uh, along with Toth, um, another god uh, of the moon, often depicted as an ibis bird or baboon. So it's you know that classic bird that you see with a big beak. Got it. Um, Kansu marked the passage of time. So in history, Kansu himself was generally depicted as a young man with a side lock of hair and wore a ureus, which is that cobra thing on the forehead. Oh, that's and what it's called. Yeah, okay. ureus. And then um, a lunar disc. So it's very much elemental. So moon, everything is moon, moon, moon. Which is funny because I almost feel like some people who aren't, you know, like surface level, who aren't too familiar with Egyptian lore would have thought that's a comic book character like completely like uh, thought it was a comic book character yeah, you know what i mean sure but no he's derived from actual ancient uh, egyptian lore so that's pretty awesome and so in the show Kansu is voiced by f murray abraham who is a legendary actor in his own right he has years and years and years of credit on IM- imdb of course <laughs> with notable roles in film and television voiceover and as himself um, he was in Amadeus, uh, Grand Budapest Hotel, uh. White Lotus, the series. I don't know if you ah. watched that. He was in that. All right. And most notably, Tony in the live-action Lady in the Tramp film. Okay? Whoa. <laughs> yeah, he's that, he's that guy that's the skinny, lanky guy. Okay. He's like, oh, we got the trap. He's here with the date. <laughs> 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 that's, that's Kansu. <laughs> nice. So, um... Uh, yeah, so that's that's him. My favorite line. Oh, great! The idiots in control. <laughs> yes, exactly. And I was like, yeah. So good. So good. I loved it. And <laughs> you know, for a hot second before before the credits, I thought I was like, is that Oscar Isaac too? I thought he might have pulled a, a Tom Hardy and done the voiceover for Kansu uh, in addition to no, being so they, they, Mark he was specific. Kansu was specifically cast. You're yeah, right. Yeah. Right. Thank God for captions, man. Yeah. I didn't yeah. know. I was like, who's speaking? And I was like, oh, con- okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Um, which then, of course, introduces us to Stephen Grant with a V and not Stevie. Um, and True. so, again, he's at the forefront of the, the, the show and we're first introduced to this character above the rest. Um, and as far as we can tell, he's just a simple man who works at the British History Museum and not even You and him like have a lot of in common. <laughs> And he's not even like a an actual he's tourist like or a curator. Tour- yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a he works stockist. in the sh- he's a yeah. stock a inventory. Shop stock inventory. Yeah. Not e- oh, he's a gift shop. The gift shop. Yeah, he works in the gift shop, Poor which guy. is really he sad. Just, he just wants to give a tour. He knows so much history. Yeah. So, would you believe it, Jeff, that Stephen Grant in the comics is a billionaire businessman? <laughs> he's a Tony Stark. He's basically like yeah, he's very wealthy. Which is one of the reasons why, and you might hear this comparison quite often throughout this episode, is that people regard him as Marvel's Batman. That's where really? it comes from. Yeah, it's because he's got this immense wealth that he's that almost enables him to be this vigilante at night because he has deep pockets. Oh, mm-hmm. that's interesting. So that's kind of where wow, it comes they from. Wow, flipped that script. They really flipped it. Unless, well, unless they're, yeah. Yeah, as far as we know Unless right there's now. something that he doesn't know about himself. Right, exactly. Re- yeah, you never know. <laughs> exactly. And so, a uh, fun fact, Stephen Grant is not only two-thirds of Captain America's real name, but it's also the name of an actual writer who penned the mid-80s runs of The Punisher. So there's a little Marvel wow. family tree for you. Um, so 
Nats on Twitter asked, um, was some of the comic books actually set in England too? So Nats is from the UK, as you imagine. And so, um, as you know, someone please correct me if I'm wrong, but seeing as this character actually hails from Chicago, Illinois, and we're going to get into Mark's story a little deeper just in just a second, but I feel like this, the Moon Knight in tradition is predominantly based in New York and of course the other expected tor- territories because he was a mercenary. Mm. And so of course he would jump con- countries, but I feel like the basis of the storyline isn't at all like it is in the show where he's like, again, he's working at the British History Museum and yeah. he's a Londoner. Based and he's, in London. Yeah, and he's yeah. got the accent and everything, which is a drastic, at least from my perspective, a drastic change from who Mark Spector and, and Stephen Grant are in the comics. In the comics, yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I did find that uh, the only n- notable English locality was during the Serpent War storyline where Mark was transported to old-time England, 1584. <laughs> Holy hell. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, uh, yeah, I didn't, get to, I didn't get to reading that one, but um, it was also a team-up book with Conan the Barbarian. So you can imagine what that looks like. Okay. And that was actually just released in 2019. (laughs) So there's, there's something to read if you, if you're so interested. Um, and so, uh, let's talk a little bit more about Mark Spector. So as far as episode one is concerned, we don't even hear from Mark till like literally the last minute, minute Minute of the show. Um, in that mirror scene, which is like just so good. And you know, like usually you know, because the the mirror and the way that the delay of like, I the figure, love the way that it, thing the was way shot. they I did it, it is incredible because like you see that so much in like the Conjuring and horror films yeah, yeah, and yeah, all yeah. that Do stuff. You know how hard it is to film with mirrors just coming <laughs> from a pure like film yeah. stand. So, like it's so hard. So how take us into that? Is that is that <laughs> is that an, a natural thing? Is it all CGI? Like what is the process with that? Uh Oh man, that's a, that's how is good it? it looks. It's like you know, it could be it could be a natural thing, and you, they paint out you know the camera, or right. they it's it's made to look like a mirror, so it's really like so so like there's that cut, cut out, out of where the mirror yeah. is, and then Oscar Isaac's right behind there, right? But it's made to look like and it's so, shooting into a mirror. So do you? Th- and they did that a, quite a bit in the Twilight Zone, which is something I noticed. Yes, but. Um, the, the old time series, but so does that then mean they're just imposing a secondary shot of him, or is it a stand-in from like if you're looking from behind his shoulder? That's always going to be like a a, um, a a body double, yeah. any over the shoulder oh, shot, and you're, and you're talking to yeah. and, and an actor is talking to technically themselves. Yeah, it's most likely like a body double that just mm. looks like them from the back and the shoulder. Mm. Yeah, interesting. It also gives like the actor like eye levels and and to to kind of like act towards too and. Yeah. Um, but let's just say I cannot wait to see the assembled on this show. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Oh, I'm so and ready I hope for they that. Touch on that scene, but yeah. Right. Oh, that's so good. So, so Mark Spector. Um, let's see. What can we say about Mark Spector? So I, just, I can't. I can't stop thinking about like him being like that's like James Bond esque. Yeah. It's so crazy. Right? Yeah. Mark <laughs> yeah. Spector. Yeah. Spector. Mark exactly. Spector. Are you thinking about? Wasn't there a movie called Spector? Exactly. It was. Hundred <laughs> percent. I kept thinking, like, why do I keep thinking yeah. of James Bond? I'm like, oh yeah, it was Spectre. Um, so, so Mark Spectre. So, imagine if you will, Mark is is born into this respectable family, um, and he comes from Jewish roots. So his father is, uh, you know, he he escaped the the 
internment camps of you know of Auschwitz and and all of that in the back in the day. So that kind of okay. puts you with an with a timeline. Okay. So you kind of get an idea of like how far back this character's history goes and how old he might be. And of course that's based on the 70s, so yeah. You know, but that they've at least from episode one, they've changed this quite a bit because yep. you don't really get the idea that that Mark or Stephen is is Jewish, but he is very Jewish in the books. And, you know, instead of going and following the path that his father and his his parents rather, you know, kind of wanted to lay out for him, he decided to do his own thing. He didn't really want to, to follow the historical and the belief system of, of what a traditional, you know, Jewish family might do. Got it. And so... Instead, Mark decided to become a boxer, a Marine, and then finally a CIA operative who turned mercenary for hire. Oh, he just, he wanted he to went, do stuff. He wanted, he wanted to do <laughs> stuff. He wanted to, yeah. he wanted to do he some crazy like, stuff for sure. Yeah. And so, and so, uh, you know, the more you learn about this character and the more that you kind of uncover about his personality and, and um, what may have led to it, it makes more sense because of the people that he was surrounded by growing up. Mm-hmm. Um one of which was uh, a family friend named Rabbi Yitz Perlman. And so Rabbi Perlman, um, he was, you know, good friends with his father and, you know, seemed like a, a, a good guy until one day, you know, it's discovered that <laughs> Rabbi Perlman was actually a Nazi deserter and Jeez. anti-Semitic. So he then, you know, after gaining the trust of the family, he tried to kill Mark as a child. Which was so traumatic to the child that he his his uh, he decided to fight back. His you know fight or flight kicked in, right? Oh, okay. And instead of completely flight com- complete flight, he decided to fight back. Nice. Which is like incredible. Mm-hmm. But the the pr- the process and the entire thing was so traumatic to him. This is the exact source of his DID. This is when he officially creates. The, oh. the the disorder because he he was struggling with like how do I get out of this situation? So it kind of just and like, then part of him was like fight ah. fight yeah, <laughs> which I guess drives him to be the boxer to be more physical to Got be it. that you know that tough rough and tough guy that he becomes as a as an adult. Um, and so the first of the personalities to emerge. After Mark, Mark is his his sole identity. Oh, okay. After that, he then splits off into Steve Grant. Okay. And then an additional one named Jake Lockley. Okay. Who we have no semblance of yeah, anywhere. I mean, who knows who else to get introduced, <laughs> exactly. right? Yeah. Exactly. In in the show. So we'll see if he ever shows up. It's possible. He probably shows up in tonight's episode and darn it. <laughs> <sighs> we can talk about it in the next mini marvel. Yeah, we can we can bring it up and be like, huh, yeah. guys, yeah, exactly. <laughs> gonna have to correct her. <laughs> exactly. And so, um, next on the list, of course, is Moon Knight. Um, and so, oh yeah, that guy. <laughs> that guy, the guy, the guy with the title of the show. Um, and so, you know, again, not at this point in in episode one, not much about Moon Knight himself is that is known, but mm-hmm. we get that incredible scene with him, you know beating up that dog werewolf thing and um with mark finally convincing steven to let him take over to to enable all of that yeah um yeah like i I gotta say like at least a, a fan of my caliber i feel like 
that was such a great payoff as a comic book fan as well because he looks like he does in in the books. He looks just like him. Yeah. At yeah. least, you know, aside the texture the texture and the, the sure, depth of I mean, the outfit. Yeah. But like but, yeah. but like the stature of that character and yeah. the way he moved yeah. down to the eyes was like <laughs> Speaking of that, you he is he is now um at Avengers Campus yeah. made an appearance. Literally, they are so freaking quick yes. with these shows and mm-hmm. characters. They're the day after it premieres, he, it rele- it premieres mm-hmm. premiered, yeah. he was making he was appearances there. only at night, too. Like, oh, is it I, only at night? I mean, that's what I saw. Like, yeah. And it was like, I showed you, the, yeah. I sent you the, the, oh, the video, video Twitter yeah. video. And oh, it's just like, and he wouldn't even do anything. He would just kind of peek. Yeah. And then he kind of like the eyes, the eyes, <laughs> the, the eyes light up. Part. Yeah, it's practical. It. Like from from the from the guest point of view. Yeah, I wonder how practical it is for a cast member. <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh, can you imagine? But, um, yeah. And so I wanted to show as we talk about the comic book version of this character. By the way, I'm gonna see him. I'm gonna go there, yeah. and I'm gonna go there when it's finally nighttime. I mean, it took you a long him. time just to see. Sh- I know Shang Chi. Oh my gosh, <laughs> Sean, it took forever. Sean Chi. Yeah. Sean. Sean. <laughs> it took me forever. I still have not seen the Hawkeyes. Hawkeyes are the only ones I haven't seen. Really? Yeah, I've seen Loki. I've seen you know whatever, but yeah, Hawk- Hawkeyes are the only ones. Because Clint and and Kate and Kate, it's both of them. Wow. Yeah. Because I've seen the Eternals too. I've seen them all the time. <laughs> I'm like, okay, but we're the Hawkeyes. <laughs> and Who now has I have the to schedule, go- <laughs> and what do I gotta do to see them? Exactly. <laughs> ah! um, but yeah. So as we talk about the comic book version of Moon Knight, I wanted to show you these panels. And so, in in this first book, in the Werewolf by Night appearance, yeah, <laughs> you kind of get the gist of. I. It's almost. It's so funny because it's like, if you know seventies comics and you know how 70s writing is it's it's kind of like the face at tiger it's like how they say the girls say sport and the guys call the girls bird yeah, and, yeah. you know it's a certain it's certain vernacular where verbiage total yeah. vernacular jargon thing and so there were times while reading these older books that i was just like were they being serious or are they being funny <laughs> because, <laughs> because i'll tell you moon knight in the 70s is very self-aware of himself. So like he's like Deadpool esque. Almost. Aware? Okay, almost. I'm gonna show you okay. this. And I want you once again, like in our Thor episode, I want you to read Moon Knight's dialogue in this panel. Oh, read okay? it. I'll read it like how read I did it. With read the, it, with read the, it. The, yeah. The, was it the Thor one or the what Yeah, was the th- you did yeah. the Thor one with the thong. Yeah. Uh, read the bubbles. Read the two bubbles Just there. The white the white bubbles. Just the white bubbles. Hello, Russell. They told me to announce myself as the Moon Knight. Okay, it's pretty normal. Pretty stupid name, but it'll do as far as you're concerned. <laughs> 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 he called his own name stupid. But I do. Pretty stupid. It's, it's kind of like it's, it's like you don't know if it's breaking the fourth wall. Right. But it's like it's funny to the point where you look, you can be like, ah, that's just his humor. Is he the Deadpool before Deadpool? Because Deadpool <laughs> didn't come until much later, but. Isn't that funny? He's just like, pretty stupid name, but I'll, it'll do as far as you're <laughs> That's concerned. That's really funny. It's pretty funny. Um, and so, uh, you know, it's interesting because, yes, once again, like through the spectrum of, of storytelling and how that changes and mutates over time, yeah. not only with the writers, but also generations and, and, and how general public reads these books, right? So yeah. back in the day, like maybe they thought, 
of him not as quite as seriously as they do now because like i said the did thing you know it was kind of like a a quip it was treated like a quip Uh, like how cool he's got three personalities which one are you gonna get you know (laughs) to where in the more modern books it's it's much more treated as like a disease that he's working through struggling with he's very much struggling with it and so i wanted to show you you know in contrast to that this incredible, f- beautiful four-panel page by Greg Smallwood, Greg Savage Smallwood, nice. um, who uh, this is from um, 2017, Moon Knight number 14. And so this is um, just a taste of Mark confronting Konshu. And so this is part of the book where Mark is realizing, and I hope they kind of do this in the show, um, like Oscar mentioned, you know, he's working through his mental his mental issues and he's like you know what i don't need the i don't need you you're not in control of me yes i'm in control uh-huh. of me and so um i'll post this online as well but i just wanted to show you this because it's just freaking beautiful smallwood is a god in his own right but Whoa. it's so clean and so you'll see in these panels it's it's not only mark it's not only steven but it's also jake, jake. and himself as moon knight mm-hmm. and he's really confronting Konshu. And, and, and his personalities too. His personalities. Like we like that whole like we, we are Moon Knight, right? That's and obliterates oof. obliterates Konshu at the very end. And then um, this is the final panel of the book. Gorgeous, gorgeous work for Man. the record. If <laughs> yeah. we see this kind of portrayal, oh in, my gosh, in one of the episodes, yeah. oh, we'll know, we'll know now. We'll be like, yeah, well, we know where <laughs> they got that got from. It from exactly. Or when, at, or when at least if if and when um, they. Um, confront Ka, Konsu. 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 Yeah. So we'll Konsu. see. Konsu. Because he, he did make an appearance uh, in small bits in the first yeah, episode. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I, was yeah. Like, I was like, oh, that's kind of. Yeah, he was, was that, like, towering, that towering with figure the long, with, with the, the beak. beak. Yeah, exactly. I was like, yeah. ooh, this is like the I- ibis? insane. Uh, yeah, the ibis bird. Um, yeah, so that's that's just like, that's literally just two pages out of a book. Because okay, you can imagine, you know, Moon Knight has volumes upon volumes of solo titles and. They all kind of go through this this wave of seriousness yeah. um, that varies depending on who's writing and who's drawing, and it really is a testament of how tonally an art, a, a body of art, or an artist, let alone a writer, can really set the the theme and the mood of a book. Because you know, like going back to to this, and then moving it to this you know like going from the 70s going to the 20 you know aughts is like look at the change like tonally it's just so different and it's just it works for this character especially because it's just like facets of a multi-dimensional character um and so you know again like he's often regarded as marvel's batman and they do have a few striking things in common the billionaire thing they kind of like a caped crusader type of deal um but the ringer um a blog online magnificently stated this and i had to quote this moon knight is unique in that his origins are rooted in egyptian mythology and his did is one of his defining characteristics and while the dark knight dresses in all black to hide in the shadows of gotham city moon knight wears white because he wants his enemies to see him coming. <laughs> like, so it's Bad like... Bad ass. Right? So it's kind of like, what'd you say about Moon Knight being Batman? 
because <laughs> he's the complete know. opposite. He is, or he wants to be the complete I opposite. I think he's the complete opposite. And to be honest, if you want a more similar character to Batman, I would say Red Batman, who was Daredevil, is more like him because he lost he his father. Because he operates in the shadows. Kind he of operates thing. in the shadows. He does his own thing. But even then, I still don't think they're too similar. Batman is Batman. Yeah. Dang it. <laughs> it's true. He is. Yeah. And so um, that brings us to Mr. Knight. And so. Ooh. Mr. Knight. Um, what can we say about Mr. Knight? So he was first introduced in Secret Avengers number 19 in 2011. He's a very recent wow. addition. Super new. Very recent. Yeah. And I remember this so distinctly because they had um, switched creative teams. And I remember when that first picture hit the internet <laughs> and social media, people were like, what the hell do they do to Moon Knight? Why does he look like that? Why is he wearing that, a suit? Do you have that pic of that first um, appearance? I have a pic. I can pull up a pic very quickly. Yeah. But it's, I, I, no joke, looks exactly like the one on the show. Wow. Oh, yeah. Is this exact, that exactly that character poster? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't even, I think that's why that I didn't even screen cap it. Killer. It's a killer costume. suit though, right? Killer suit. Oh, yeah, I think it's very smart. And I feel like, I was kind of bummed that people weren't into it because I was like, oh, I thought it was pretty tight. Um, but yeah, people. Hell yeah. <laughs> I think I told you that that's yeah. going to be a Halloween costume. Oh, for sure. Because it's I, so easy to it's do. It's so, so simple. Yeah. Different ways to do it. It's all as long as you get that mask right. You can get a luchador mask. <laughs> Actually, it's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> get a white yeah. luchador mask. And, and yeah, and Jeff asked me before the show if I had seen any at WonderCon, and I did. I saw I saw a couple of Mr. Nines, and I saw a couple of Moon Knights. I didn't see Tiny Moon Knight, but I would have loved to. <laughs> uh. A tiny, tiny, tiny boy, like at the premiere. Oh, so cute. Um, but yeah, you know, Mr. Knight is is pretty spot on as far as the look goes um, in the show. But yeah, he was introduced in 2011. Um, wow. He didn't actually, you know, it's funny because he was he was kind of like a, kind of like a cameo, but like a full cameo, if you will. Mm -hmm. And he was in a, a bit of the book, but he wasn't actually a main character and a main Moon Knight feature until 2014. Almost three years, three three years, years later. It took three years for them to actually do this, this issue that I just showed you, um, which was written by... Um, Mr. Warren Ellis and uh, drawn by Declan Shelby, who is Killer. actually, I know him. He's great. Oh, snap. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> we hung out uh, with a collective group of, of creators at um, a GalaxyCon. I don't know. I think maybe before lockdown. Uh, so like 2018 or 2019. He's a hilarious fellow. Oh, my gosh. He's so that. great um, and so talented, um, as you can see in this book. Um, but yeah. Um, so Oscar Isaac did say that. He, he loved putting on the Mr. Knight. Oh, did he? Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to see I that. Know. And in action, too. And in action. Yeah, because we haven't, yeah. no, no, no we trailer or spots have yeah. shown that. Right. And so um, the, the funny thing about Mr. Knight is that while we get this very abrasive, very tactile, very physical mercenary that is Moon Knight, yep. Mr. Knight, on the other hand, is where I can see where the Batman comparisons come in. He is a full-fledged detective. Like Bruce Wayne type of deal? Because, like, you know how, like, Battinson was in the Batman? Okay, yeah. Mr. Knight. Huh. Yeah. Okay. So he's among the people. He's among the detectives in the... Still in his garb, though. Still in his garb, and he that's how he's keeping the division between being a normal civilian helping or even a professional 
professional detective helping ah, sure. and himself and his moon knight self sure okay um so it's almost like i don't know how to phrase it it's almost like a less threatening version of himself sure yeah because it's just a guy in a suit it's just a guy in a suit with yeah. a mask on what's what's there to be scared of yeah. um and yeah like here as you can see you know here's mark chilling in his limo maskless and that's before he heads out to uh to do some investigative work so you know like again once it when it first came out people weren't so hot on it because they wanted that bludgeoning people you know, want people want like a the violent <laughs> sure they want something yeah. that's intimidating and something right. very you know right. and, a, and boom a guy in a white yeah all white suit yeah but i, I like it mr knight yeah, yeah. <laughs> i like it it's yeah. sleek it's new it's it's you know? it's different it's very different and it's an interesting take because it does show him in a more explored explorative state where he's not so much using his fists but he's really using his brain yeah and his know-how um but yeah, you know, we haven't really, we haven't even been formally introduced to Mr. Knight in the series yet, but yeah. they're using him on promotions, so oh, he's gotta they, be. They didn't hold back with the different personalities right? of, of Moon Knight, yeah. so it's gotta be crazy. It's gonna be And we've nuts. only heard, like, through through Twitter and everything that right. it gets crazy. Right, exactly. <laughs> and I can't wait. Yeah. Um, and so while we've only covered those particular identities, like I mentioned before, there's another one that's very prominent that we haven't yet been introduced to, at least when the Disney Plus series um, episode one comes to mind. But that's, again, it's Jake Lockley. Yep. And um, what more can be said about Jake other than that? He's a very good cab driver. Nice. So he's a cab driver. He's a cabbie. He's the third guy that you see with the little hat on and he's a little more gruff. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see if we see Jake or not and uh, in what capacity. And so all that said, you think you're ready for an actual pop quiz? <sighs> <laughs> we'll see. I think he can Been do it. Been a while. I think he got Been this. Been a while. Okay. So this is a comic book one, but it's you don't have to know comic books per se. This is a good guesstimation. So, speaking of personalities and alters, which is what they regard them as, there have been quite a number of alters behind Moon Knight, once having even adopted three known superheroes of the Marvel Universe. So, instead of Mark, Steven, and Jake, Moon Knight had three superheroes in addition to Mark. Whoa. So, which... Three were not in the trio of alters. Ready? Okay. Daredevil, Spider-Man. Okay. Wolverine, the Winter Soldier, Cyclops, and Captain America. Okay. So Which three were not part of the alters? Okay. And can you re-explain alters one more time? Multiple personalities. So imagine okay. Mark. There's Mark, and he's Moon Knight. And instead of Stephen Grant and instead of Jake Lockley, he has three superheroes that are the personas. Oh, so so it's like, oh, like Daredevil's persona of Moon Knight. Yes. Oh. <laughs> so he took on three... Three superhero alters, wow. personalities, yeah. Okay, so yeah. Daredevil, Cyclops, yeah. Captain America, Wolverine? Daredevil, Cyclops... Captain America, Spider-Man, Wolverine, and Winter Soldier. Which three were not? Were not. Were not part of that trio. God, I want to say like the ones who like did the less least amount of violence. <laughs> the pu- <laughs> the pure bunch. Yeah, I'm gonna say 
Cap is one of them. One is of not. us is not. Is not. So you're asking okay. me which ones are not. Correct. I want to go Cyclops, Cap. Okay. And so there's Daredevil. Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Wolverine, Winter Soldier. I'll go Spidey. So Cyclops, Captain America. Spidey. Wait, and Spidey yeah. are your final answer. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So as featured in the 2010 Moon Knight run. Oh, wow. First issue, no less, um, written by the legendary Brian Michael Bendis and drawn by one of my personal favorite people, Alex Malev. Um, The trio of altars was, in fact, Captain America, Wolverine, and Spider-Man. Oh, wow. So, I'm showing Jeff the second to last page of the number one issues. so crazy. What the heck? Yeah. So, instead of those... Um, his usual alternate perso- Steven, personalities. Mark, Jake, yeah. Yeah, he's got Wolverine, Captain America, and Spider-Man floating around in his brain. So much so, to the point that he even used the shield and web shooters and claws. That's funny. Yeah. It's wild, wow. if you want to give it a read. But go back a few pages, because Alex Maleev, he is... Incredible. I need you to read that. Read this that one? page. This read one? it. Read it. <laughs> All right. Let me paint a let me paint a picture for you yes, guys. Do it. So is that <laughs> the thing? No, who is this? Uh yeah, you know it is. It's Ben Grimm. Yeah. So okay, here we go. Let me set it up. Yeah, so yeah. let's say we're the, the Avengers have gathered together and it's let me see who's talking. I think it's Bobby. No, it's Captain Marvel. So Captain Marvel approaches a, a room of That's Captain of, Marvel? No, no, no. She's the one standing. Oh. Um it, it approaches a room full of Avengers. And so Ben Grimm is there, Luke Cage is there, Bobby Morse aka Mockingbird is there. Yeah. Wolverine and Spider-Man are all in the room. Uh-huh. And to which Carol says, <laughs> "Has anyone here dated Moon Knight?" And their answers are? No. And Spidey's a little bit. <laughs> Spidey's like, a little bit. Everybody says no, no. except for Spidey. Spidey. A little bit. Uh. A little, little bit. <laughs> that is so funny. They, they have these these funny little quips here and then um, in these ultra serious books. Um, oh, sorry. That wasn't the issue. So the issue itself, let me show you here. It was just so great. And uh, Alex Maliv, again, he's so cool. Um He's funny. I see him at New York Comic Con. That's the only show I ever see him at. Yeah. And every time he sees me, he follows me, follows me on Twitter. And how he remembers me, he's like, oh, hey, Diana, you're the one that always uses the emojis on me. He calls me emojis and f***. Wow. <laughs> wow. Because I show him a lot of love. And so he does. he's not into emojis. Oh. But he laughs at me about it all the time. He's That's like, you're always sending me the hearts and stuff, you know, the hearts and sh**. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're funny. So here's the cover of that issue, as you can see. Holy cow. That's yeah, cool as hell. It's another one of those series which was, like, beloved by some and then hate, hated by Sure, others. I get it. <clears throat> it, is, so, yeah. it is Moon Knight yeah. cover. He is... He's like almost in like a superhero yep. like pose, lunging forward, what right foot forward. He's lunging on, like he's standing on a base. That base is Captain America's shield. Yep. His right hand is Wolverine claws. Yep. And his left hand is Spider Man. Spider Man's glove. Thwip. And he's twipping. Yeah. But Alex is, by the way, Alex is is one of the most notable artists for Daredevil. 
in history. Ah, okay. So um, he's a very distinctive art style. Uh, there was a couple splash pages here that, oh my God, I just have to show you. Look at this. It's so good. That's insane. He's so good. I have a couple of commissions by this guy and he always gives me a great so deal. So cool. He's, he's just incredible. I love him to pieces that's why i sent him emojis all the time (laughs) (laughs) um yeah he's gritty and he captures a lot of texture and just ah it's just so visceral looking oh yeah gruesome for sure so good um so yeah you see alex malive's name on anything you buy it look at this he's underwater oh Oh, yeah that is beautiful jeez yeah it's good stuff um so yeah so that's that's kind of funny, right? Never would that you is. have imagined Not that those three that trio of personas would have taken Literally over I Moon Knight. Was, <laughs> I was so wrong. Yeah, and he has <laughs> and he has a full fledged two page conversation with them, and then uh, it's, to it's which at the very end you realize he's all alone. To be continued. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Is that an Ultron mask? Yes, it is. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Wow. Yep. So. um I wanted to dive a little bit into, because I feel like we are going to get quite a bit of, of that Egyptian lore goodness. Um, I wanted to mention and talk about the few, um, but very important Egyptian gods that are mentioned by Mark or Stephen mm-hmm. <laughs> in the first uh, episode. And so um, just to, to kind of sum it up for people who have not seen the episode or just can't remember um, when Stephen is, uh, first comes into work and he sees the little girl putting the gum into the pyramid um, facade or, you know, uh, model in the museum. He like lures her away and then he starts talking about the sarcophagus and how they yeah. would put a hook in and pull the body and the yeah. internal organs out and all that good stuff. And so in that, what's what's interesting to me is that it's almost like a diversion where they want you to pay more attention to how this character is is talking and speaking to this child, and he seems so knowledgeable about about the lore that you almost don't pay attention to what he's saying. Mm. And so it continues further on when he's in the basement with um, the the lady. What's her name? Deborah. Uh, I don't remember her name already. Yes, I yes. think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and the the shopkeeper, the shop store manager. And they're going through the stock and he's like, oh, I have a correction on the poster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so I feel like these are important in their own right because like Kansu and Kanshu, that when you start to read into the details of, of the historical nuances, they make more sense in the bigger picture. Kind of like when we w- did in the Loki episode and those mythical you know, Norse gods that yeah. all had to do with Loki directly and also um, with the Eternals. The Eternals were a big one because they were all based off of Greek and Roman That's mythology. Right. Yes, yeah. And so I kind of wanted to dive into something very similar to that um, with Moon Knight and and the Egyptian gods. And so he mentions Stephen mentions the Aeneid, which literally means nine, uh-huh. um, and they're collectively known as the Aeneid of Heliopolis, a major city in ancient Egypt. Uh huh. So there you go. There's one stepping stone toward the Khonsu uh, emergence and all that. Yep. And then Mark mentions Horus. Um, and I think this is, I don't know if it, was it Mark or Steven? See, oh, we're doing this now. Probably, oh, wow. It might have been, it could have oh, okay. been Mark, honestly. I'm not sure. But um, Horus is a, it might be a familiar um, name to some people. He's the god in the form of a falcon whose right eye is was the sun or the morning star, representing power and quintessence, and whose left eye was the moon or evening star, representing healing. 
And then there's Osiris, the god of fertility, agriculture, the afterlife, the dead, resurrection, life, and vegetation. Mm -hmm. And then Tefnut, goddess of moisture and rainfall, the twin sister and female counterpart of the air god Shu, who is also the supporter of the sky. Nice. And then um, the remaining who are unnamed as of episode one because you know she cuts him off and she tells She's him to like, stop I'm talking stop, I'm stop you right there. <laughs> exactly. um, <laughs> um so the remaining nine are atom geb newt isis seth and neftis so Sheesh. whether or not we're going to hear about the rest of them and, yeah. and what all they play in this grand scheme of of you know putting this character in the hotbed of like egyptian history yeah <laughs> Especially compared to again the 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 comic book origin, yeah, where he was like shooting people trying to get into a tomb, and then he like is left for dead. Yeah, it's very very different. So of it's course. it's like, but we we do have to uncover how does he get the scarab? We yeah, still haven't seen that, that too. We still haven't. We don't know why they're. I mean, we well, know why the scarab is right. Why that? Why yeah. there? Why Ethan Hawke is chasing um, him? Yeah. But we don't know what. Ethan Hawk. Oh no, we know who he serves. I got it. Yeah. It's like I'm forgetting this episode again. <laughs> but like, it's like, it it's. They're not rushing into things, mm -hmm. but they're also not taking it slow. Right. Like immediately, mm -hmm. like it's like we know like what what Ethan Hawk's character is is fighting for. Right. And then at the end of the episode, we see like you know Stephen and Mark come together and be, and like boom, Moon Knight revealed. Yeah. And you're like, okay. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. Exactly. And and so speaking of. Moon Knight um, himself, like aside saying the brutality, we haven't seen the depth of his powers. Aside the fact that oh, he's yeah. like strong as hell yeah. and can take a beat down very well for and sure, twice as uh -huh. bad. Um, but in the books, um, he's actually only got two. From what I can really say, he's got the enhanced brain function, so um, <laughs> he's kind of almost reprogrammed when he's reborn of Konshu in that he was rebuilt as God's weapon. Uh, so it's got a lot of that, okay. that vibe going on. And he displays resistance to telepathic attacks, which is like, huh, it's interesting. Is it Whoa. because he has multiple personalities or shoot? Maybe. Right. So I mean, like Jean hey. Grey, Professor X, <laughs> Psylocke, they couldn't touch him. Interesting. Love that. Interesting. Because it's always like, how do you counter those characters? Right. You know, exactly. And, and, and he has he one. Has, of, he's one of them. <laughs> exactly. He has a he has a way around it, and then um and then thanks to Kanchu, he has immortality. Ooh, so he cool. technically cannot die. However, that said, are you ready for your second pop quiz? Oh no! Easy one. Easy one. Easy one. There's no wrong or right answer. Maybe we'll see. Let's see. <laughs> so, just take a stab in the dark. Not literally. How many times has Moon Knight died? Oh my gosh. Three, 13, 30, or has he? Wow. <laughs> that's a, that's a, that's a curveball. Yeah. In the comics, obviously. In right? the comics, yeah. Three, 13. Which we could thir see in the show. We don't know. Maybe, yeah. Mm -hmm. Three, 13, 30, or has, has he? he? Okay, so are we talking about. Moon Knight. Moon Knight. We're not talking Moon about Knight. Stephen Grant. Well. <laughs> Mark. Let's say Mark. Okay. How many times has Mark died? In the oh in the books. God. <laughs> wow. Mm -hmm. You know what? He hasn't. Yeah. 
Let's go with that. Okay. Well, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> ah, you I wasn't me. even going to draw that out. You but but in your defense. Does he's he only, ever die, though, if he, he has multiple personalities? Right. No, it's true. Because, like, there are so many so many ways of playing that statement. Like, yeah. does he really die, how though? How technical do we want to Yeah, how get? technical do we want to get? <laughs> so Mark Spector himself has only died three times in the books, which is for a comic book character. You want to talk death? Ask Jean Grey. Pull Jean Grey up. But small balls. Yeah, exactly. So there's no known reasoning or method like to the way Kansu like resurrects Mark, let alone like why he does. Okay. Like, there's no reason for it. But several different stories have depicted like that being the vessel of an Egyptian god uh-huh. is hard on the human body. So it's possible that his physical form might not even be able to withstand multiple resurrections. So it's oh. so he could be dying his his formal death each time he comes back because it's almost like kind of I think I mentioned this in the Thor episode like when when Jane Foster becomes Thor the the mighty Thor um she she as Jane Foster is a cancer patient she's like stage 4 yeah. she's about to die yes. But as Thor, she's great. She's immortal. She's powerful. She's like two feet taller than she actually is. Uh Um, But each time she releases Mjolnir and the power of this guardian god, she grows weaker in her human form. So if that rule applies also to Mark, that means every time Khonshu has brought him back, he's weaker in his human form. Form. And so the next time he dies, if and when, he's not going to, he might be that much closer to not being able to come back. Sheesh, man. <laughs> yeah. Sheesh. But then, like, per your technicality note, does that then mean what if Steven is in control and he, like, changes his, like, he's like, mind over matter, my body is fine. Shoot, maybe you know? that's why Steven looks beat the hell up, <laughs> it's man. It's true, though, right? Because you look at Mark and he's kind of, like, flourishing. Yeah. Right? Like, full, vibrant, Very full vibrant. Energy. Stands different. Yeah. Talks different. Has yeah. the chops to ask out a woman very differently from the way that Steven, Steven could even does. speak to her. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean. That was, that dude, that part of the first episode, I felt really bad. Oh, yeah. Like, I, f- I, re- I was really feeling for, oh, for, yeah. for him. And I was like, He's damn, Oscar Isaac is a good freaking actor, man. Capital A actor. Like, he's seriously. Like, he was like, he's like, where are you? Are you still coming for steak? Yeah. Oh. I, I did. On, I did on Friday. It's yeah, like, yeah, two days ago. Yeah, and he what was comes like, after Thursday? What's today? It's, no, it's not. It's not Sunday. <laughs> He's so good. I was like, even if his accent is terrible per local yeah, sure. people. Yeah. He's so good like, at the like, conveying. Oh God. I felt so bad. I, like, wow. I know, but that's great because it it's it's making you sympathize with this character and empathize with him. Specifically, Steven, too. Exactly. Yeah. And especially when you're then presented with Mark and Khonsu and yeah. and you get to see this other side of him. So I can't even imagine how they're going to depict Mr. Knight. Yeah. I, you know, yeah. like, how is Mr. Yeah. Knight play into that's this? That's why I, I said, I'll go back to, like, that's why I love, like, the ending of that episode so much. Because when you see Mark on screen in the mirror, right. uh, you're, you're just like, He's like, let me take control. I can yeah. save us. And, like, and I'm like, oh my God, this is yeah. too different. This is the same actor. It's so <laughs> wild. And he doesn't even look different, but he presents himself so differently yeah. that you're just like, oh. His stature, wow. like the way. Oh yeah, so great. Crazy. And I mean, they honestly couldn't, I mean, to me, they couldn't have picked a better candidate because 
Man, he's killing it. He's killing it. Killing I just it. I remember watching it and just thinking throughout the entire thing. I was just like, damn, Oscar Isaac can act. <laughs> he can really act. And again, that's why I'm so glad that he was able to pull away from the apocalypse thing and come back as Poe Dameron, yeah. despite what they did to Star Wars. Yeah. And and then come back in all these other shows and, mm-hmm. and movies and then full circle back to Marvel and then be Moon Knight of all characters. That and then get to play four, essentially four versions of himself. That's daddy right there. You know? like, <laughs> Capital D daddy. Yeah. What a guy. <laughs> what a freaking guy. Go ahead. Say it. Tell me what you <laughs> tell. Tell the audience what you told me earlier, Jeff. Tell <laughs> so, them what you said. <laughs> so, Oscar Isaac, at a, there's an interview today and he discovered something about like the Internet. Um, and I want to see if I can find it. Oh, yes. This is Oscar Isaac. Did you have it bookmarked? uh, It's in my likes. Uh, (laughs) Even better. That's better. (laughs) Oscar Isaac on fans calling him daddy. He was like, I didn't know fans call me that. Um, That's okay. They can call me daddy. I don't mind. And I'm like, yes. Love that. How did he not? That's BS. Like that's, come on. He didn't, oh, I didn't know people called me daddy. Are you kidding me? Pedro Pascal calls you daddy. How did you not know that your fans called you daddy? <sighs> Guys, if you if you haven't looked it up, Pedro Pascal and Oscar Isaac, best friends forever. Uh, Look it up. They're the greatest. They're, the best. they're so good. So, to go back to the powers topic really yeah. quick, his <laughs> additional abilities include, and I'm going to try and say this all at once, expert pilot and detective, interrogation expert Mark, a master marksman, weapons master, master martial artist, and multilingual skills. He speaks, in the books, he speaks English, Simkarian, and Arabic. Simkarian. Yeah. Nice. Interesting one, right? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how far we get with uh, with the versions of him on screen. Yeah. Um, like, again, they've they have these very stark contrast between his origin and also his (laughs) (laughs) plug 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 (laughs) (laughs) and his um and his religious roots so i know that that was kind of a you know not to dive into that territory too too much but like it was a little bit polarizing of a topic that i know some people were concerned that they perhaps erased the jewish heritage of him Mm. um but I mean, I who's to say? And and you know, again, this is a different approach of the character entirely. I don't necessarily see it that way, but we'll see what they do with the the series. I mean, yep. the, again, we still have like essentially five hours of storytelling yeah. left, so we don't know until we see it or don't see it. So excited! Yeah, this is hyping me up for to stay up late for tonight. <laughs> I know. See, you're convincing me oh, as yeah. we're talking here. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I, I mentioned to Jeff, you know, like I, I meant to rewatch the episode again, but then I started reading more books, <laughs> so I got, ca- I got caught within a, you know, between a rock and a hard place. But it's all good. It's all Moon Knight. Mm. And so, as promised, let's talk some aesthetic. So, uh, in the comics, like you say, he's white, white, all white, 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 gray, white little black sometimes but white um and he wants his adversaries to see him coming so he's not even trying to hide i, I know edna mode said no capes <laughs> but holy crab this cape is sick it's a good cape a half a, a, crescent, a crescent moon, moon cape <laughs> yeah God. exactly um and and so uh in the books, Jack Russell, our friend Jack Russell, werewolf, <laughs> describes Moon Knight's hood and mask as silver gauze, which covers his face like ectoplasm. 
Wow, what a what a description. So that's an in, that's a different that's an interesting contrast, especially when you look at the Disney Plus version, which at first I feel some people were caught off guard and they were like, "It's jarring because it's literally like mummy wrapping, like bandages." Like they really almost. went there, yeah. yeah, yeah they yeah. they really leaned into the Egyptian side, which I think is a genius idea. Yeah, like c- because how else would you depict a pure white superhero without him looking like? A cartoonish, ghost. I or guess. Cartoonish, maybe, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm sure they could do it. You know, like you yeah, think yeah, about, yeah. you think about. But there shows has to like be an origin, especially when you're live action storytelling. There yeah. has to be some sort of, you yeah. know. Yeah, there's got to be some depth to it. Yeah, and, and I'm sure they could have taken some liberties to make him look pristine if they wanted to. But I think because of the nature of the show and the way that it is a bit darker, yep. Um, their resolve with that and their approach with that is 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 making him very texture textual what is the word that i'm trying to find texturized 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 there we go we found it (laughs) and um and i think it works quite well and you know i said this to jeff when we were looking at that moon night at at california adventure like i almost like the one at california adventure more because you can tell the eyes are practical yeah. Um, versus the show where I, you know, of course it's a show. Maybe they are practical on camera, but yeah, it's they, always like CGI. Yeah, it looks though. CGI. Yeah, yeah. But but I I am I'm sure that I'm only gonna love it more the more episodes that we go through. Hundred percent. Because you know you're gonna yeah, get, yeah. once you get used to it and you're just like okay it's gonna be like the suit it's gonna be like the cape it's gonna be like the full fledged thing. Yep. And even today I, when I was doing more homework I noticed you know. I've hated that i saw it <laughs> but i saw that clip where he's pulling the the crescent moon off of his chest oh yeah which of course is like very batman-esque but <laughs> <laughs> but i i hadn't seen it until that moment ah. and so i was like Sh-h-h-h. but also it makes perfect sense because like yeah like the it, the way that they made it look yeah spot on and Gosh. that it has the gold to it and it brings yeah, it, has it like out. a shine as a sheen yeah. to it yeah and then if you look at the posters too like you see on the moon night one when i was creating the graphics for this episode you see the hieroglyphics on it on looks his. crazy oh, it's just so the character great. posters look crazy yeah and it's so funny because they, they're they're essentially very simple it's simple yeah. it's white it's a little gold it's a little gray but they managed to really make him like stand out like that is an excellent yeah. costume i i mean i've, I've seen some like cosplayers already like on twitter like yeah. at, 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 a, at certain cons or yeah. events or whatever and it's like yeah sh- you guys are quick <laughs> man so good yeah i am i'm sure those people probably started the minute that they showed the first pictures yeah got to like, or even whew. at the even at the moon night premiere like yeah. there's like oscar kid. isaac took a <laughs> yeah took a picture with a little kid oh, he was just like so cute holy crap he was like literally a two foot tall moon <laughs> 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 i was like oh my god yeah crazy loved it yeah oh my gosh um and so mr knight like i said before it's it's almost exactly as you see him in the show you know granted in the poster that we saw and the still i think that they showed the still, he's. I think he's wearing the jacket, and in the poster, he's got the jacket off, and he's rolling up his well, sleeve. It's rolled up sleeves. Yeah, and, and you yes, see that yes, he's, yes, he's yes. pale and, and like all that stuff. like a luchador mask. The mask, yeah. yeah. So I'm excited to see what they do with that. But so um, props to Megan Kasperlik, who is the costume designer for the show. Um, and apparently she actually also... This is not her first time doing superhero costumes. She did... Um, the TV series The Watchmen, 
for DC and oh, wow. ha ha uh The Dark Knight Rises and The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Wow. So legend. Legendary. <laughs> Woo, go girl. Wow. Yeah. Rain. Talk um, about range. Yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> Heck yeah. If she's to, if she's who I gotta thank for those wide-eyed spidey lenses. Oh man. I think those are my favorite. Oh, I love that yeah, suit. Yeah. I, I like I like I like I like wide-eyed. It's my favorite spidey. suit, yeah. Olivia Coppell. Olivia Coppell from the comic books, buddy. As much as I love <laughs> Toby's Spider-Man, yeah. I still oh, yeah. do. But yeah, I that. think, and I, and I think a rack nerd on Twitter too has like yeah. said that too. And yeah. I was, and like the more he's like tweeted it out, yeah. his favorite com- like live action version of Spidey, yeah. I'm like, yeah, right? I like that too. Right? I think I do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> say, what you will, say what you will about his Peter Parker, but his Spider-Man and yeah. that suit, that particular That's, suit. That ASM suit is I love Crazy, that suit. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, oh yeah, and and calling back to the color theory. So we started this color theory thing that we started mentioning as of the last episode, which is Green Goblin, and how we discussed how um, characters with the green and purple, for instance, are very yeah. science oriented and yeah. intelligence and stuff. And so I decided to start adding that. Okay. So nice. for for Moon Knight, yeah, I was like, oh, why not? And so for Moon Knight, it's because it, it's more or less because I want to like fact check it. Like, is it is it does it yeah, match yeah, up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it just an aesthetic thing where they're like, oh, let's put him in white? It looks cool. Yeah, sure. yeah. <laughs> like you said, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it looks it's, good. It's, it's like it's like it's like a it's like a writer writing like like like, right. like let's say To Kill a Mockingbird yeah. and everything. And they're yeah, like, yeah. and we discuss it in English class. They're like, oh, what do we think the author meant when he <laughs> said this? Yeah. yeah. It's because oh the character was feeling sad but also, yeah. you know, yeah. like frustrated and yeah. then like you, we'll never know but it's like you ask the author like oh like what was he thinking what was the character feeling like I don't know man he was just bored or something it was just bored he just, yeah, he just added sad it yeah, yeah yeah like nothing yeah. crazy <laughs> um, so I don't know, I'll let you decide so um, according to the color theory of comics um, white is noted as spacious eternal pure. And sterile. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you heard Bucky, but Bucky was like, hmm. Sterile, <laughs> huh? Yeah. That explains why he got stood up on the date. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's that kind of uh, sterile, uh, Jeffrey. <laughs> so? <laughs> now you see how my mind works. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm keeping that So, <laughs> So, yeah, I think, I think as at, at least where Eternal comes in, um, because he is immortal, and uh, Konshu, Konsu himself itself is quite eternal and pure and and spacious. Spacious is an interesting term, um, as is sterile. But I mean, I guess that makes for you know, like there's a full run where um, as actually as a child, Mark's dad um, entered him into a psychiatric hospital, and so talk about spacious or lack of spaciousness and sterile that that would definitely be one of those things and actually there's a cover i think that greg smallwood did and it's mr knight and he's he's wearing one of those coats um so i think it does define the character quite a bit um and that may be interesting or they just thought hey let's have a white colored superhero that (laughs) might work um but speaking of family Let's get into family because there's some interesting stuff here. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, and so, uh, you know, at, at least where the show is concerned, we don't know any family that he has just yet, other than the fact that 
he's speaking to his, to what appears to be his mom on the phone. Uh-huh. But I will say this, like, you know, upon watching it, I was like, is there anybody else on the other side of that line? Or is he just talking? <sighs> like, is he just talking? Not that, not that his mom is another personality, but is there some, is there another crack in the surface that he's speaking into what, might feel comfortable or or comforting to him even though there's nobody there yeah maybe yeah maybe we'll right get a reveal of that like who is he really speaking "Mm." to or because i noticed both times that he called her he missed her call so he was calling her back huh oh interesting i don't know if you caught that i didn't catch that yeah i knew he was not because i I did notice that he would he would call his mom yeah he would talk to his mom only just to like Keep him up, keep her updated with things like, "Hey, right. this, this is what's going yeah, on in my life. Like, line. I might, she might be the one type of thing." Like, yeah. Um, but I didn't really, I didn't notice yeah. that he was calling her back. Calling her back. It's like, oh, mom, sorry, I missed your call. Uh, I just wanted to tell you, and then he like does goes on to things. his thing. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, they're setting stuff up. <laughs> so as far as the comics are concerned, however, um, once again we have a missing mother. She's somewhere. Okay. She has no name. Okay. But, like I mentioned before, there's Elias uh, Specter, who is his father. Um, and as previously mentioned, he was a rabbi who, as a child, escaped prosecution after Hitler invaded Czechoslovakia in 1939. Huh. Um, and so, uh, as you can imagine, he wanted his um, sons to kind of take uh, after him mm. and, and, and you know follow in the footsteps of, of the rabbi and, and practice traditions um and both sons not only mark but his brother randall who we're going to talk about right after this um just did not fall into that that trait they just didn't do it and uh unfortunately he died uh in mark's younger adult years i believe um and this is again after he was admitted into the uh psychiatric hospital um and then, um, gosh, did I note it? I know I was writing it down here somewhere, but um, it isn't until his dad actually passes away that that the personalities that he sees Conchu for the very first time. Uh. So after the after the traumatic experience with the rabbi Perlman, yeah, um, whose original name his real name escapes me right now. Um, but after he had formulated the fracture of his multiple personality disorder, he then, um, it's just those personalities. So he's just, he's just hearing Stephen Grant and Jake. And then it isn't until his dad passes away that, which again is kind of a triggering thing for him. Thing for him. Yeah. So I think that helps spur. And then he finally, instead of just hearing Conchu or being led by Conchu, he finally sees him. And then that's when the real full-on Moon Knight Full persona like, yeah. comes together, um, which is, is wild. Yeah, yeah, it's super wild. And so, um, so you know, as I said, uh, he's got a brother. He's got a sibling. And so Randall was the young, I believe the younger brother. Um, and the kids, you know, because of their, again, this is this is kind of deep for, for those who are, um, you know, like very... Uh, spiritual in their own right and so as children they would get bullied for being jewish and they would get mocked um and you know like their dad used to take them he would walk with them to school and they would get mocked just by walking you know and it's just like that they were essentially surrounded by this volatile nature at a young age and so it 
it really did kind of have an effect on them because it was it gave them anxiety Oh, you know, and yeah. so it really, instead of growing up like happy children as they, they very well should have, they were instance, instead surrounded by this weird animosity just for existing and being called names and, and the like. And they were discriminated against, which is really unfortunate. And, you know, that's something that's still, you know, something that's unfortunately plaguing our current world. <laughs> um and so Mark was the more protective of the two when they were kids. And so weirdly enough, like in, in a similar, not similar situation, but like say the Braddock twins, for instance, that Elizabeth and Brian Braddock, who were Psylocke and Captain Britain. Yeah. When they were kids and they're twins, you know, not that Randall and Mark were, but when they were twins, uh, when they were little, Brian would always protect Betsy. Got and it. so like, like your sister, I'm sure your sister protected you when you were little. Like yep. if, yeah, you know, like that's like a great, great way to look up to your role model of a yeah. sibling. Rand wasn't quite like that. Yikes. He kind of fostered like resentment uh, for his brother because the he. The total opposite. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. he wasn't the one that was protecting them. And so <laughs> early on, it's almost like, it's almost like a hero and villain situation where Mark just being like innately built to protect and be the better of the two. Yeah. At least when it comes to good or bad, Rand was like, no, I don't like that. (laughs) 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 And so, and so it would eventually come to a head as in, 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 in adulthood that despite their partnerships and affiliations within the U S military and the CAA. So they both went and did that. They were both into it. They both took the same route. They completely, you know, diverted from their father. Um, and so, so much to the point it, it it got so bad. And, and I feel like I want to read more about Randall. I almost hope that they bring him into the show. Just maybe even if it's a season two ordeal, who knows? But Randall was so off, like he was just completely a, a different route of a character than than Mark, that he even killed Mark's girlfriend <laughs> because she was um, gonna rat out Randall during uh, an operative, like a an Italian job. Oh, and he killed her with a hatchet. Gruesome. And then Mark f- found his dying girlfriend, and she was like, "Rand did it," and he was like. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he, he, I think he quite literally took a grenade, threw it at his brother, to which he thought he killed his brother. But of course, no one stays dead in comics. Oh, never so, do. That's what I've learned. So, right. <laughs> so, um, I don't know how long the time difference was. He was suspected dead, but in his current state, he is alive now. He is known as. The Shadow Knight. Oh. So, I don't know. Interesting. Interesting stuff. So he's got a suit. Yeah. And it's similar to this one. So, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. And then um, somebody we will talk, well, not more about, but we'll have more more uh, backstory to is Diatrice Alar. Alar, oh God, I knew I was going to mess this up. <laughs> Alrana, 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 Alrana. Let me take a let me take a stab at it. Okay, 
Diatrice. Uh-huh. Alrana. Yeah. 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 Alrana. Alrana. If I look at the action, it looks like I'm supposed to say Alron or Alrun. Alrana. 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 Sure. So Diatrice Alrena, that's Mark's daughter. So Mark has a daughter with a woman named Marlene Alrena. Okay. Um, who we'll talk a little bit about later, but but yeah, so he's got a little one running around in the comic reverse. More stuff that I'm just like, I don't know if they're gonna do all this, but we'll, we'll see. see. Yeah, we don't know. Like sometimes like things will be an Easter egg, and yeah, sometimes will be exactly. fully part of like his right. his story, but you right. know, never know. Which speaking of Easter eggs, that's who we're gonna talk about in the associates. So in the middle of that episode, you know how Mark, after he has realized, oh my gosh, there is something going on in my, oh, sorry, Stephen is realizing there's something going on in his brain that he's yep. got some, something is going on, some something skill talking set. talking to him, yeah. Yeah. Um, and he's talking to that gentleman that is the living statue yes. coated in gold. Yes. And so apparently that is a, I think it's just an Easter egg. I don't know that he's going to be a full fleshed out character, but in the books he has a friend named Bertrand, um, or Bertrand, I don't uh-huh. know how you want to say it, but um, that's a, a direct nod to the comic book, who in the comic book, his name is Bertrand Creepy Crawley. Nice. <laughs> nice. Creepy Crawley, who is a homeless man, who is essentially an informant for Mark when he's Moon Knight. So it's like eyes huh. on the ground. Yeah. So it's like, you know how they Kinda all like, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's yeah, a guy yeah. on the street. He's yeah. having a conversation, even though he's yeah. not going to talk back. That's yeah. a real. That's a real person too. What do you mean? I think there was there's there people like on. Oh yeah. Yeah, people were saying like that's not a statue, and there was the guy oh, who yeah. stayed still. Oh yeah. Just like, <laughs> I was waiting for him to like blink or something. move or something and i'm like damn this guy's good he was good and good. he looks very much like the comic book character like to the t really he's got long hair and he's he's an older gentleman and i don't know if he has glasses i, I can't think remember, it was like a monocle or maybe i don't know yeah oh yeah that's right he had a monocle or yeah. something um but but creepy crawly in the books he looks very much like that and um yeah he's he apparently he's known for toting around a reusable tea bag <laughs> because like he's gotta like he's gotta he's gotta conserve what he's got so he a reusable he uses tea bag. a reusable tea bag oh man. i don't know it was a notable a notable That's thing hilarious. about the character I yeah. hope my friends hear this. um <laughs> and so um the funny thing is is that like i'm noticing with these characters and the the, the their counterparts on film especially with smaller ones like creepy crawly is that um bertrand is is one of the like many 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 characters that historically has less than a hundred appearances or mentions across the books Oof! Wow. but but he has like 15 known appearances to date and then like just the fact that he's only in about 50 books like total in his lifetime uh-huh. he's still important enough or at least relevant enough to put as an easter egg in the, in the show that means yeah creators read right know these exactly yes like they didn't just google who should we put in the show like they really did look into the history there's of a mood moon board Knight. there's a mood <laughs> there's board a moon board or a mood board guy <laughs> hate me too <laughs> damn <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I genuinely was not sure if you said moon. <laughs> oh my god. So you're telling me you didn't say moon? No. 
Definitely did not. <laughs> Never crossed. I don't my know mind. if I'm shocked or disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> you guys should have seen my face when she said that. I just like, I just like, just, he just I just full on froze and mm-hmm. just tight lipped and shook his head. <laughs> From the makers of Moondite on Twitter. <laughs> comes the mm. moon board see now now i'm curious <laughs> like how did that writer's room look oh my gosh like was it was, oh, yeah. was it was it a moon board or was it a mood board <laughs> <laughs> you know now that we say it i bet you was a moon board <laughs> i hate this <laughs> so good oh i'm crying oh but yeah uh, you're saying moon mood board <laughs> yeah i was just they and i think ethan hawk just said this in an interview i think also yeah. he was like he was like, he was like, I love working with Marvel because it's always hard sometimes with these studios because you have to make what they want. Yeah. And that's not the case with, with Kevin Feige and yeah, Marvel Studios. No. It's it's like you go into their kitchen, yes, mm-hmm. but you can use all their tools, you can use all their what like tech and gadgets, mm-hmm. and they'll let you create what mm-hmm. you want. There's no of like you have to do it like this, you have mm-hmm. to do it like this. It's like we have the we have this space. Yeah. How do you want to use it? Mm-hmm. Well, w- with what we've got, mm-hmm. and we'll 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 tailor it to that mm-hmm. while also hitting stuff that we want to. But right. at the end of the day, it's it's you, it, mm. you 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 play the character, and it's right. like, wow, that's a lot like, of like freedom. Yeah, which you know, other studios and other outfits would not yeah. probably allow. But uh, but I mean, it just goes to show, like like they know the people who yeah. are doing this. The, like these shows yeah like they've read the comics they understand the nuances yeah. and but also understanding to keep it true to you know who that character is that they're portraying mm-hmm. but also put a, a modern twist on it be, yeah. to make it digestible for this modern audi- right. modern audience today right you know and i almost wonder if that's why they did take the liberties that they did with the 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 origin story or at least what we've seen or haven't seen of it yet yeah and and switched it up and really again once again leaned into the historical aspect of it rather than make it a polarizing thing about religion mixed in with Egyptian history like you know what I mean it's almost too convoluted to yeah, do yeah. it that way yeah. at least in a short form yeah quote unquote and it's like, yeah. short form and that's, that's like also a good thing too about you know like the like writers and yeah. creators it's like how do you take something that's so broad yeah so like <laughs> yeah. dense. And how, and how do you just like kind of break it down to something yeah. that's digestible and easy for the general years. audience yeah, to, uh, to understand and and empathize c- and connect with? You right, know? exactly. Like and I think that's it? what, in my opinion, like what Marvel Studios does pretty well. Mm-hmm. You know, say what you want about it, about mm-hmm. superhero flicks or, you know, whatever, yeah. Yeah. or even certain creators that have hopped onto you know, some Marvel projects. Um, yeah. At the end of the day, I think... Marvel Studios cares about the characters that yeah. come out, you know, mm-hmm. and they do their best to yeah. create something original and new and fresh while mm-hmm. also staying true to the character. Yeah. So. Yeah. I yeah. mean, like the like the the saying goes, you can't please everybody. Yeah. Um, it's you just impossible. hope as an artist, you just hope to create the best thing that you can create. Right. Exactly. And you hope people like it. So. Exactly. Exactly. And so. Um, like as far as other Easter eggs go, we have Gus the Goldfish, <laughs> who we still don't know. I know earned his own character poster. Um, so so speaking of, I I was uh you know telling Andrew I was like, dude, do you remember where this panel's from? And I so distinctly remember it because it's a panel of Mister Knight, 
and I swear to you, he's throwing a goldfish. And I, I was like, is that is that the issue that Gus comes from? But then Andrew and I both couldn't like, we couldn't figure it out. We're like, wait, is it is it real? And so I need to ask you, are you familiar with Moon Knight Core? Moon Knight Core. Moon Knight Core. So on Twitter and on Facebook, there is this user known as Moon Knight Core. Okay. <laughs> and it's nothing but Moon Knight sh- posting. Okay. And so this this guy, bless his soul, he does edits of panel actual panels of Moon Knight, but n- like on Twitter it's Moon Knight Core 1, I think. And he modifies posts panels to to make them funnier. He changes the dialogue. He makes the Photoshop things. And so I think I got confused that perhaps that the picture I saw of Mr. Knight throwing the goldfish was not an actual panel, but a Moon Knight Corp panel, because I cannot for the life of me find it. And I thought it was Greg Smallwood, but I'm not sure. Okay. Are you seeing it? I am on his okay. Twitter right it's, now. It's pretty hilarious. Please give him a follow. Okay. But <laughs> <laughs> if you love Moon Knight or you love posting <laughs> and you love Moon Knight posting, you're going to find that on that Moon Core Love that. profile. Okay, noted. It's hilarious. Um, and the best thing about it is that some of them are so good and so close to what the actual panels say that you almost can't tell if it's real or not. It's dang. <laughs> this exactly. guy's good like, then. So speaking of, um, uh-huh. you know, not to, not to tail off too much, but there is this panel which, here, Jeff, like maybe, maybe this is not a pop quiz per se, but... <laughs> I think maybe maybe did I show this to you before? It is a panel of Punisher and Moon Knight. I want you to tell me, do you think this panel is genuine or Moon Knight core? A little more. Are you you still crazy? A little bit. You still murdering people? A little bit. How's your imaginary god? He's good. How's your dead family? I've seen this. <laughs> Have you seen this? I've seen this. Is it real or is it Moon Knight core? God, see now that you brought like bring this <laughs> up, because I was like, this is hilarious, right? Oh, you know the answer. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Damn, maybe this is the one I saw off. And it was just my see, reco- yeah. You're like questioning, yeah. like, wait, is it? Because I want to say it's real, but now that you mentioned this, right? I'm gonna say real because that was what I first thought. It's real. Okay. Yeah. Thank God. So, so the page. I mean, not is, thank God, but like. <laughs> yeah. So the page is essentially. Uh, I think it's Natasha is in the room and she's like, "Hey, you know, like Mark or whatever, or, or regarding Frank." Yeah. Moon Knight walks up and he's like, "Oh, hey, Frank!" And then the Punisher's like, "Hello, Mark. You still crazy?" And Mark is like, "Little bit. You still murdering people?" And the Punisher says, "Little bit. How's your imaginary God?" To which Moon Knight finally says, "He's good." How's your dead family? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, woo, uh, sick burn, bro. <laughs> because in all truth, both sides of the fence are absolutely correct about the other. <laughs> it's oh, I so, so good. Which is another reason why people are dying for, for yes. Moon Knight and Deadpool to interact? N- no. Oh. Punisher. Punisher. Oh, for, Punisher. For, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And, w- and you know, they want, uh, I'm forgetting his name off the top of my head. I'm going to kick myself for John Bernthal? Johnny Bernthal. <laughs> oh, my God. How did I forget Johnny's name? <laughs> John Bernthal as the Punisher revival so that they can jump into the Moon Knight series, inevitably make 
Midnight Suns or the Illuminati oh, or whatever you want to do. See, now that you introduce like the Netflix, you know, character, Marvel They're character. They're canon. Yeah. Kevin Feige's <laughs> like, ah, yes. Ah. My plan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> God. Oy vey. So, um, so yeah, sorry. Back to uh, the associates. Yeah. So, I mean, there are all these Easter eggs. I don't know what we're going to see. Who knows? But there is one more that I'm curious if you noticed. So, um, when, when Steven finds the the razor phone right which i yes. had by the way too <laughs> it was such a good phone Love um do you recall the names that were on the list this is not a pop quiz oh there were, well, it was one name yes it was one and then it was whatever the, he called the one that was not the same yeah i don't know well kind of sort of so it was layla that had layla had like either yeah she spam called him for what seemed whatever how long she said two months or a year whatever it was there was one name uh it was opposite of what i was that okay. was n- yeah there was one name that wasn't layla and it was duchamp okay. or duchamp depending sure. upon what you want to say <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah um he was just one and i i knew that it was very prominent because i was like oh wait a minute duchamp duchamp so in the books there is a character named Jean-Paul Duchamp. Nice. Who is... Why does every like French name have to start with Jean-Paul? Jean-Paul. Jean-Paul is like their John. Jean-Paul. Well, I think of Jean-Paul. Jean-Paul. <laughs> 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 yeah. Jean-Paul. Okay. So Jean-Paul Duchamp is a.k.a. Frenchie. So because Moon Knight calls him Frenchie. So every time he says, sees him, Frenchie. And I just imagined the most abrasive voice ever. <laughs> so I can't wait to hear him say it. If just, he does just say it. Oscar, I just say, hey, Frenchie. Hey, Frenchie. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and he says that he just regards him like that throughout the entire series. Um, and he was basically his best friend. And so uh, Jean-Paul, or Duchamp, was a member of the French Foreign Legion. Uh, he eventually left to become a soldier of fortune, which is how he met Mark. Ah. And so they um, liaison together in North Africa, I want to say. Yeah, North Africa um, at that operation that then inevitably leads to Mark being nearly killed. Uh, okay. So once um, Duchamp like realized, like, oh, wow, he came back. He literally comes back from the dead. Uh-huh. And they then both turn on the guy who tried to kill mark whose name is bushman who we'll talk about in a in a little bit but yeah so he's basically his i don't want to say sidekick but he's his like his sidekick <laughs> uh. so so whether or not he pops up i didn't look at the cast so i don't know if he's been cast or not yeah yeah but i mean whether that's just an easter egg for the fans or if he's actually going to show up we'll i mean see. It's but on, i mean it's if he's prominent. on the phone yeah that means they fought together yeah so right so he knows mark because that's Mark's phone. Yeah. So we'll see if that stays true. So as far as adversaries go, we don't get too much when it comes to the Disney Plus series mm-hmm. outside of Arthur Harrow, who, yep. of course, again, is portrayed by Ethan Hawke. <sighs> Which, do you know how he got the role? I'm sure you've seen no. maybe an interview. Oh, really? No, 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 no. Um, see, I'm so deadly afraid of seeing footage that I'm not prepared to see that I can't it's watch. It's not even footage. After. It's just like an interview. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Did it was just like, how okay. did you? Because it's like Ethan Hawke. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of interviews ask Ethan Hawke and MCU. Yeah, never thought I'd say those words. Yeah. How did that happen? Mm-hmm. 
And then he was saying, like, oh, this is like during this is during the pandemic. Like we were at a coffee shop. I was at a coffee shop, mm-hmm. obviously wearing masks, whatever. And um, I went to a coffee shop in New York and Oscar Isaac was there. But I didn't know it was Oscar Isaac. But uh, but apparently Oscar recognized me <laughs> and he was like, hey, I'm doing this thing. Do you want to play the villain in it? Yes, I did yeah. hear this. <laughs> and then he read the script and, you know, going back to like, hey, if it's a cool so thing, wild. let's do it. And yeah. he liked it. And mm-hmm. yeah, the rest is history. And it's funny. The director yeah. of of um, the director of, of Moon Knight. Yeah. Um, I think he was supposed to do a movie with Ethan Hawke before the like pandemic. Like, mm. like they were scheduled. There was slated to do a movie together. Yeah. But the director had to turn that down because he was like, oh, I can't do that project anymore. I'm going to do another project. Oh, interesting. And he was like, oh, OK, that's cool. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. It's fine. Go like, you know, so I get it. He's like, oh, it's a Disney. It's a Marvel, Disney, Disney Marvel thing. He's like, cool. Go do it. Yeah. Kill it. Do that for sure. Wow. <laughs> like, however long later, yeah. same director is like, oh, that's the project he was doing. Oh. Yeah. It's it's Moon Knight. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it was essentially Kismet. They were meant to do this. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. So, that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, so Arthur Harrow does, in fact, exist in the comic books. Let me say that much right up front cool um nice in the books I, in the show he is like what would you say he's kind of a cult leader yeah i for oh god i i was trying to keep up with like the different like god names yeah. and that he was serving yeah he was like, oh like the god like especially during that scene where yeah he's judgment judgment right. you know day right and he's like he's he's like oh the god of sees all knows right. all mm-hmm. da, da, da. so yes cult leader yeah you know but right yeah. And then, um, so the interesting thing about this is, believe it or not, this character, I believe, only has one appearance in the comic books. Wow. One. So. One main appearance? One, one appearance. One cameo appearance? One appearance. A- okay. He's in one issue, and that is all. So. Huh. So now I understand the speculation. Like, is this character, is Ethan Hawke truly playing Arthur Harrow or is it a red herring for another character that he could be under the guy? Like he's, he's like another character guised as Arthur Harrow. Okay. So there are a few things tossed out. So a few of them are like, Oh, he's Anubis. And then who is an Egyptian God. Yeah. And then, some of their, oh, he's Dracula. Oh, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> and of course, oh, he's the werewolf. <laughs> so I don't know which to believe. I don't know which one I would even lean into. Uh-huh. But Anubis sounded like the most logical one, sort I mean, of. Yeah, but it's sure. a little bit, a little out there, I feel. Uh-huh. I would almost be more inclined to say Dracula. But... I don't know that that turns into a whole other situation oh, God. that would then kind of tie it into blade. And I don't know <laughs> <laughs> like, all these tie ins. And, th- and that's the thing. I think we need to not do that yeah. so much. Right. Like we yeah. shouldn't be doing that because again, we mentioned this during like all the Spider-Man stuff. Like perhaps that's not the best thing to do uh-huh. because that's not always what happens. 
So or he's Mephisto. Or he's Mephisto. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what if he was? Like finally, we finally got Mephisto. <laughs> I've been doing this for over a year, man. Exactly. Yeah. Oh god. Oh. <laughs> and so, so Arthur Harrow. Let me go back into Arthur Harrow. At least in the comic books. So he was previously a candidate for the Nobel Peace Prize. Okay. So he was like, oh, he was such a good man. He was he was specializing in medicine, and he, his priority was fielding the 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 pain theory and trying to like re like assess like what is the nature of the human body and trying to heal people. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which okay. is a little bit like, I guess like the Disney plus version. Yeah. Um, however, <laughs> to keep in line with the rest of the bad people in the comic books of the moonlight moon night lineage, Harrow was actually experimenting on patients in Auschwitz as well. Cause he is an anesthetic. <laughs> Jesus, I got dark. Very quickly. <laughs> and so, again, he only has one appearance in the 616. So, does that mean he's either based off of an ultimate version? I didn't look it up because, I, again, I was afraid to find spoilers. Oh my gosh. But if we're going by strictly Earth, main Earth, yeah. prime Earth, this character has one comic book to his name. If that made him important enough to be a full-on, like, villain of the show or the you know the antagonist of the show yeah what the heck and so while we don't have much else to talk about as far as the show is concerned just yet um at least when it comes to adversaries so other notable adversaries um in the comic books at least um that i don't anticipate we'll see on screen yeah um aside baby randall specter are um Black Spectre, Werewolf, Human Fly. Human Fly. <laughs> Literally nice. a human fly. It's the and that was one of the the uh the, the names for Spider-Man that they like trashed, remember? That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So he became an actual character eventually. <laughs> um the profile, Seth Falcon, stained glass scarlet, um Taskmaster. They're almost twins. Yeah. Bullseye. <laughs> yep. Yeah, right. They look very similar. Bullseye. Nice. And most notably, mercenary and terrorist Raul Bushman, the man responsible for killing Mark in the first place. Ah, okay. Yes. So he's basically that. He's yeah. a bad person and he's pretty much his number one adversary when it comes to the books. All right. Whether or not he's in the show, I don't know. I'm going to say we'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> see what they have in store. Right. So when it comes to love interests, this is going to be a shockingly short um, segment um, because there's really only two primary love interests in Mark Spector's life, one of which we already talked about, which is Lisa Maloney. She's the girl that got hatched to death by his own brother just for being in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah. And then there's the more important one, who is Marlene Alrano. Say I did it again. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Who is the mother of his daughter, Diatrice. Diatrice, and um, she is in Moon Knight number one, his official first solo title. Yeah, and so she is the daughter of the, I believe, the excavator who was at the site of Conchu ah, when okay. all that stuff was going down. Yeah, and so um, yeah, so she's there from the very beginning. She and Mark connect almost immediately, and so she follows. She essentially follows him throughout the run, um, to the point where she's the mother of his daughter. So. Whoa. She's a very important character. I don't know that we're we're gonna see her 
I hope. Um, but again, who's who's to say? Um, and then a couple of other notable in love interests that might not really be love interests in the book, but yeah. are, are interesting thoughts are Tigra, who is that kind of orange-colored live woman cat. I think you've seen a picture of her, and she's always in a bikini. <laughs> Why do you expect that? I just I see, I've seen a picture of her. No, huh, guy? She's, you can't miss her. She's <laughs> she's literally a the human cat. <laughs> and then. <laughs> Anytime and you say human cat, I just I think of Wonder Woman eighty four. Yeah, not like that. Uh, no. <laughs> a little better than that. I know. A little better but than it's that. Just, uh, uh, poor Kristen Wig. <laughs> um, and Echo. Whoa. Echo. Echo. Interesting. Yeah. So I don't know. Did you see that? There's a like the rumor mill of, of Echo today. Like no. a rumor came out. What? Of like, Daredevil and Kingpin will reunite in Echo. Oh, I mean, that's a given. Yeah, well, I mean, you never yeah. know. Like, it's kind of, <laughs> I don't want to say this comparison. Like people want it, but it's like. <laughs> I don't want to make this analogy either, but I kind of feel like it's the book of Boba Fett, but then the Mandalorian comes in. <laughs> so I feel like it's like Echo, the series, but then it's like Daredevil and, and Kingpin, I was going to say yeah. Falcon for some reason. <laughs> Daredevil it's like Charlie Cox and, and Vincent D'Onofrio, yeah, you know. Like, yeah. But I mean, what other way to kind of reboot them and bring them together in a natural format sure. yes. than Echo? Yeah. No, I think it makes sense. So yeah, so Echo is kind of a, yeah, sort of, kind of, kind of, maybe, maybe in a couple issues, but not really. Um, but yeah, we'll see if anything happens. And again, it's he's kind of one of those characters where I feel like there is so much going on with him as a person. You don't really need it, at least when it comes to the show. Yeah. Right? Like, like I don't want, uh, if we're being completely honest, like, yeah. I don't, like, after seeing that first episode, like, yeah. I don't need to see him deal with a, no. a, 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 lo- a love, a, ro- a romantic relationship. Right. No. Like, it's just, no. it's just not, I like, he's dealing, it's... he's having so many internal problems already. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> let, let this man figure himself out first. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and then, of course, when it comes to his affiliations, he's, he's a street level crime fighter. And yeah. so he has a little help from his friends, like I mentioned, Frenchie and then Crawley, Creepy Crawley. I'll never get over that name. I love it. Um, <laughs> and also a diner owner named Gina Landers. Um, nice. He was also both on the on both the Secret and West Coast Avengers at one point. And he was also part of the Heroes for Hire. Oh. So he was kind of a defender, if you will. Yeah. Funny how that works out. Nice. Um, and so his known affiliations are at least associates when it comes to the show. There is a new character named Layla L. Fowley, mm-hmm. who is portrayed by May Kalamawi. Um, we don't know anything much about her other than that she was trying to contact Mark yeah. for a very long time. But she is advertised like she's being advertised like uh, with the show too. It's right. not just Oscar exactly. and Ethan. Like she is one she's of the very tit- prominent titular characters. characters. Yeah, and so she's uh she's on paper. She's apparently an archaeologist and a friend of Mark's. Um, and and the interesting thing about again the meaning of of even the most sim- simple aspects of a character, her last name itself literally means competitive nice so is she in competition with mark what are they competing over interesting the stories yeah former partners whatever right and in to what degree and yeah so it's it's interesting it's we'll we'll see where this goes and i'm sure (laughs) we're probably gonna get it in episode two we'll see yeah we'll have a lot of notes to to go over when it comes to our next mini marvel but 
so that's that's pretty much it for for all of his relationships and such um have you seen this character in other versions like have you seen him in cartoons or anything else no, no. that's this, this is, is really your first huh? yeah legitimate yeah for so sure. he's been in a couple of cartoons avengers assemble where he's um voiced by uh gideon emery and then ultimate spider-man where he's voiced by Diedrich Bader. But <laughs> in in true form, for me at least, I wanted to call out two versions that are just absolutely off the balls, off the walls, balls crazy. Nice. Um, <laughs> um, there's a Moon Knight, m- wait, Monk Knight from Earth 8101. Okay. He's literally an ape. <laughs> I love the animal version. And then there is, in fact, a Moon Knight. Moon get Knight. F- get out. Get out. No. Earth 9047. And he is literally a cow in a Moon Knight cape. And it's the land of milk and chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> God, I hope he makes an appearance. <laughs> I know. Multiverse of oh, madness. Oh, yes. This is what I want. Um, and so for your final pop quiz, friend, are you ready? Nope. Ah, <laughs> oh, this one's never a f- am. This is a fun one. So, as you know, our favorite heroes all have these fun monikers and nicknames that people call them. They call themselves, what have you? Which of the following has not been a moniker of Moon Knight? Okay. Is it? Marky Mark. <laughs> Jesus. Is it the mummy? Okay. Casper? Or stupid moon man? Which one has he not been called in the yes. comics? So he's been called all these names except for one. Oh my god. Marky Mark? Why do they have to be such like pop culture like <laughs> It's very telling of the ages. I know, right? Marky Mark, the mummy, Casper? Or stupid moon man. <laughs> God. Pain. <laughs> I'm trying to go back to revert back to the issues, like what where he's appeared in. So yeah. he became Mr. Knight in twenty eleven. Yeah. His first appearance was in nineteen seventy three. Yeah. And then he's had issues in between, mm-hmm. like that in between then, yeah. Seventy three like and two thousand eleven, yeah. At least eight volumes, probably maybe ten volumes. That's of why solo I'm thinking, titles. like, oh, okay, maybe Marky Mark is relevant, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Casper, Marky Mark, Mummy, Casper, Stupid Moon Man. Stupid Moon Man sh- like stands out so much. Why? Because it's like not really like. When I think of the mummy, I think of the movie The Mummy with Brendan Fraser, mm-hmm. Marky Mark, Mark Wahlberg, Mark, Mark Wahlberg, Casper, M- the Friendly Ghost. Yeah. So I feel like those are pop culture references that could be referenced in the comic books. Yeah. For the times. Okay. Stupid Moon Man. Yeah. I just. <laughs> Is that your final answer? No, it's not Stupid Moon Man. Because <laughs> I do feel like there is interaction where someone's just like, "Who are you, Moon Knight? Stupid Moon Man!" Like. Ugh. <laughs> Just like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. I, for some reason, mm-hmm. what was it? What was Marky Mark, Mummy, um, Casper? For some reason, I'm leaning towards Marky Mark and or Casper. Okay. 
<sighs> I'm just like, after our Green Goblin episode and how many people were telling me that they were yelling at the podcast. Yeah, they how, were do like you, yeah, how do you think I feel here, guys? I have no help. <laughs> I got no help. It's just me. It's just you. It's just me. <laughs> What's your final answer? I'm going to say mm-hmm. Casper. Well, Jeff, that was a great try. Oh, my God. But you are incorrect. What is it? What is it? Contrary to popular belief, Moon Knight has been called Marky Mark, Casper, the friendly ghost, and stupid Moon Man by the Hulk. But he has never been formally been dressed as the mummy. Jesus. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, Dang. So looking at this right now, the episode drops in an hour. Oh, so annoyed. Ah. I know. Ah. But we're almost to the end of the episode. <laughs> so one of our favorite portions almost was. So let me just say, I did not find a definitive list. I feel like Oscar Isaac had it by right by the throat I mean, and he just took it and it was his. Yeah. You know? I feel like I think Marvel's at this point of just like, yeah, they already have we people know in mind. Who, we know who's good for these characters, yeah. you know? Yeah. So there is a list of people, th- of actors that fans and people alike thought would be a good fit for this character. Um, some of which include Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. Wow. Shia LaBeouf. I mean, and this is kind of based off of, I would say, the, the, the Jeff Lemire run, which is the Greg Smallwood run. And I could see it uh, a little bit... Uh, not so keen on the idea but um others include rodrigo santoro (laughs) once again jensen ackles like what role has he not been offered honestly keanu reeves which was a big one for a while and people were like get him to do it and he was like cool i would do moon knight and then he just didn't get it um and rami malek who of course is mr robot and the 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 007 villain yeah and uh, Freddie Mercury, um, but yeah. So those are those are a few who could have a benefit, let alone were rumored for the role. Um, some suggested reading. So there is the 1980 solo by uh, Doug Monch, uh, Bill Sienkiewicz, who is one of my favorite artists as well, Frank Springer, and Bob Sharon, because like Gambit says, you can't go wrong with the classics. Um, if I you agree. Want <laughs> if you want a little more of the other trio, which was the Spider-Man, Captain America, and Wolverine, um, run, of course, Brian Michael Bendis' 2010 run with Alex Maliv and, Maliv and uh, Matt Wilson. Um, although some people totally dislike Mr. Knight, going to go out there and mention Jeff Lemire's 2016 run of Moon Knight with Greg Savage, Smallwood. Jeff and Lemire, that sounds very familiar. Jordi Belair, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's done a few. He did a yeah. Hawkeye run too, I think. Okay. Yeah, yeah, um, and um, uh, many other titles too. He's he's fantastic, and then of course, don't forget to follow Moon Knight Core One on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I just did. It's I so just did good. while we were recording this podcast. It's it's e- eons and heaps of hilarity. So that's the end of the show. Oh my gosh. <laughs> We, we said so it, much, and it's only been one. There's only one, one episode. episode out. Yeah. 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 That's crazy. What? Yeah. Wow. What a ride. I'm so excited well, for this. Yeah. Sh- for this show. We're gonna have a lot more to talk about. Maybe we'll even get to cover Arthur Harrow. 
quote unquote Arthur Harrow. Yeah. Um, after the series is done or somebody else who might be a little more prominent yeah. or whatever it leads to. Um, so yeah, that'd be pretty cool. And I'm sure we'll have a lot to discuss in the next mini Marvel. It might have to be like a m- mini moon night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know maybe where I mean? we like, just discuss like what is, ha- what is happening. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Oh my gosh, yes. Hey, Jeff, you. do you know what's next? Yes, I do. What's next, <laughs> Jeff? <laughs> so, uh, our next uh, character that we will be covering mm-hmm. is none other than Dr. Michael Morbius. <laughs> the living vampire. Yeah. So, we're going to cover Morbius next. Yeah. Send in your questions, comments, concerns. Co- yes. We would love... Uh, yeah. Love to hear from you. We would love to hear your opinions on the movie. Yep. Maybe what you what you loved, maybe what you didn't like, or what yeah. you maybe what you expected. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We definitely have our opinions mm-hmm. and like we were super we were pretty excited to see it. Yeah. Uh, how for how sure. he plays on screen. Yeah, for sure. Um and yeah, so we're gonna deep dive into Morbius on Yay. our next uh, episode. Vampire. And we are super, super <laughs> excited to, to do that. Yeah. Exactly. So stay tuned for more information regarding that episode and send in your stuff anytime you want, even if it's like about stuff that's characters that we've already covered. We will yeah. we will mention them in our mini Marvels yeah. or or set aside some time to talk about stuff. But yeah, please yeah. send your Morbius stuff over. A we are Groot salute to Ed, Nats, the Arachnid, Claire, Ariel, Laura, Ashley, Joe, Liz, Melanie, Andrew, Tyler, Jenny, Katie, and Robin. Woo! Follow us on social at S-T-R-K-C-N-T-R-S-T. And if you like what you hear, review, rate, and subscribe. Yes, Soritos. <laughs> and don't forget, stream Moon Knight now on Disney+. Plus. Watch yes. it. It's Can't great. wait. Can't wait. Oh, yeah. Woohoo! All right. Once again, thank you guys. And we will see you in the next one. Bye. Bye. Give me control, Stephen. Oh. You can't handle this. I think I can. Get away from her, you! Yeah, I see you, you plug ugly coyote. You're in the wrong ends, mate. You're in my yard now. Come on. Come on, that's right. Come on. Ooh, look at here. Look at him. Sting like a butterfly, sting like a bee. My name's Stephen with a V. Wagwan! I did it! You got planted! <laughs> Layla! Did you see that? <laughs>